Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about the Disney Channel classic. Except it's not on fucking Disney Plus, so they're seriously, they're, they don't consider it a classic. The other me. Yeah, for some reason, Emma, Emma took major umbrage with this, which I also did. But they Arnold, t- isn't the whole point of Disney Plus that they have, they have every asinine thing Disney's ever made on a uh, you would think, streaming but, service? But like any streaming service, they remove things for no goddamn reason. But Do you think they removed it because of the moral turpentine that is cloning? I don't know if I... <laughs> Emma... Of all of the moral questions, quite morally questionable Disney Channel original movies, I think the other me is pretty low on the old radar. I don't know. Someone, someone is cured of dementia. Don't even get me started <laughs> about that. Let's Okay, if you're just going to dive right into that. I really liked this movie. I didn't hate it. I, I actually have a theory that this is the most, like, not really, but like the most hilariously quintessential Disney Channel yeah, original movie. Where <laughs> well, I actually didn't say Disney Channel original movie. I have a note similar to that, but it's more like this is just so 2000. Like it came well, yeah, out in the yeah. year 2000, and I'm like, God, it it feels so quintessentially like late 90s, 90s, early aughts. Like the way the rooms look, the way the kids are dressed, the just like the general, like like the school supplies, even like the backpacks, <laughs> the way they speak. They don't speak in like a horrifically cringy no, no, manner. No. They speak in a horrifically cringy new millennium manner in the fact remember how this also just made me lol remember how in the new millennium (laughs) we use the term millennium constantly and we've never used it since they use that word like three times in this movie well it was my understanding that it was the willennium emma yeah 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 but we that was like a reference we've always made and like when's the last time we've talked about a millennium and they're like they literally he says like catching the next millennium i'm like oh god but also, Y2K was a thing for a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. Y2K looms hard over. Well, yeah, I don't mean, and when I say Y2K, I don't mean like the event Y2K. I mean just using the phrase Y2K to refer to. No, the... I was talking about the event. Okay, this, this, well, yeah. But... I think the lab accident was actually Y2K. <laughs> okay, hang on. But here's, but here's what I'm saying about my thing is like, I think if you, if you discount the sports ones, which the quintessential like internet perception of them is, it's not your dream, dad, it's mine. Like, or no, it's not my dream, it's yours, whatever. That whole narrative, which there are like seven of those. I think, like, the standard one is a wish fulfillment kind of thing where it's like, listen up, wouldn't you like to sit at home all day while a clone of you goes to school and gets amazing yeah. grades? And then also, the thing that should be And also, a dance sequence. No, this oh, is my favorite so much dancing. No, multiple dance sequences. But the, I wish the whole thing had been a but dance sequence. The thing that makes it so quintessentially Disney Channel is that it's that fun wish fulfillment, like normal kid at a school and like how things change, but then also hard left turns into serious yeah, subject yeah. matter. And like which, and as MSF, hitting you over the head with a lesson, like hitting you yeah. over the head with the theme that you're supposed to learn from, like why well, your I, wish coming true is not what you would expect. True, but you I, know actually, what I mean, like, I, yes, but I actually thought the way they delivered 
lesson. I thought they did it a little less bluntly than they could have at other than other movies have. No, but, but it's still like it's still like oh, I hate my wish. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yes, it's like you're supposed sure. to realize that like, like wishing I, your I, little brother disappeared or wishing there was two of you isn't good. It's yeah, I, I a can't. Terrible. I can't believe I got exactly what I wanted. And I hate it. Yeah, 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 not fulfilled. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, but. I enjoyed this movie. Um, not I. It wasn't my favorite because there wasn't enough women speaking ever. Yeah, th- um, I, this is kind of a boy movie. It's I, a real it's, boy it, movie. Like as much as I said, it's a wish fulfillment movie. It's a bit of a boy wish fulfillment movie. You can stay home and play video games and and um, never speak and to re- a woman. Yeah, and I'm not saying those things are quintessentially just for boys, but I'm just saying in the 2000s they were just for. All boys. All you guys need to know is there was a full like two minute sequence about burping, and I that's there when was. I was like, that's when this movie that. almost fully lost. There me. was that, but. Before we get into that a little bit more, just two quick bits of DCOM news. Number one, Spin came out, and I didn't hear... I heard nothing about it. Well, I didn't hear that it was incredibly, incredibly offensive, because as we said, we were a little apprehensive about them tackling the whole... Maybe apprehensive, but yes. What did I say? Apprehensive. Okay, apprehensive about the them tackling the whole Indian heritage thing, but I didn't hear anyone make an uproar about it. Yeah, I feel like if they really, you know... Really boned it. Yeah, if they really fumbled the bag, we would have seen some Fumbled the bag? Not fumbled the ball? Never heard that before. Um, Hang out with some cool people. (laughs) Learning something new every day. But that was number one, uh, Spin. We'll watch it eventually. Number two is they released a little teaser trailer for the Under Wraps remake. Cards on the Table, despite it being the first Disney Channel original movie, I have never seen Under Wraps. But... It looks like it's not so much a remake as like a reimagining. If I remember correctly from what I've absorbed through cultural osmosis, there was a bit of a soccer quotient with the fact that the mummy uh, was their friend. And it just seems like they're going in a much more like new direction with it, which isn't inherently bad. But if you're looking forward to the Underwraps remake being an updated version of the original... I kind of think they're just taking their name and going the name and going their own way with it. The mummy's now a girl boss. <laughs> no, the mummy's mom- trying the, to the, launch a capitalist business where he sells she sells bandages. The mummy is still named Harold, and he seems fun. But there's also like it was my understanding that there was like a bat a, a dude whose basement they found it in, and it seems like it's just like escape from the museum. I don't know. I don't know enough about the original, but uh, check I it out for watch yourself. Night at the museum. Check it out for yourself. You like Night at the Museum? Uh, who doesn't? I mean, I don't dislike it. I just never knew that was something that you enjoyed very I much. Like those Movies. But let's, the second one rocks. The second one was pretty good. The second one was nice. But uh, let's start talking about the other me. I'm very excited about it. We open up... On Anthony Lawrence. On Anthony Lawrence. But we also open up on our favorite thing. One of my favorite things, I should say, which is a, a title that was straight up made in word art. Mm. It's just goofy and, and written everywhere. Fresh Prince Neon. He's, yeah, we open on Anthony Lawrence, who's a year older from his last appearance in Horse Sense. Still 4'11". 4'6". Still short, but I, I, I'm going to say... How fucking old is he supposed to be? They say junior social at one point. They, they say junior social multiple times. He's they, 12. There's no he's way he's 12. a junior. If he's a junior in high school, I, I'm, I'm, a horse's ass. I'm getting up out of it and not doing the rest of this podcast. That is physically impossible. But, but he, he not, looks 12. His friend looks all, 12. All the, people. the girl looks 12. It's not, it's not like the, the bully looks 45. Yeah, but he does. Like, he does. But it's, that's what I'm saying. It's not just like the thing where like he and everybody else in the school does match. Everybody else is like they're in 8th grade. They look like they're in the, like middle school. They look like they're in 8th grade. I don't understand how they... But like, yet they say junior social. They appear to have what looks to be a prom and then they kiss on the lips. I Well, it, it, they could kiss on the lips if they're both under 18. It's the sort of child sex trafficking ring. I mean, we've seen it before. It happens. Especially in this, especially this I just is, don't want to see anyone this young kid. Especially the, I don't this want is the, to. This is the year 2000. All the rules have not been set yet. But thinking of it being the year 2000, he's walking into school doing what else but yo-yoing. Fuck this plotline. <laughs> I actually, like, this was my white whale throughout this movie. I was like, 
what is the point of this being his one personality trait? And then we have in a classic decom fashion, hey, there's the yo-yo kid. Sick burn, man. So like you realize he's not cool no. because someone call him, calls him yo-yo kid. Yeah, he face. walks by a group of kids and they're like, boo, yo-yoing. And then he walks by some cheerleaders. And, they, and they're I, like, gross. Yeah, they kind of laugh at him a little bit, but they actually don't seem to care that much. And oh no, it's report card day. Yeah. Um, he meets up with his best friend, Chucky, who I really liked Chucky. Yeah. He was in Xenon, I think. He also is dressed like Charlie Sheen in Two and a Half Men. Well, I mean, it's the year 2000. Yeah. That's, that's going to happen. Uh, but speaking of actors, I don't know if this means as much to you, but I the, the credit popped up and I was flabbergasted that Allison Pill is in this. Is the oh my God. I Luke, love Allison I, the whole time, yearned to watch a different movie. <laughs> the movie starring this goth nerd sister who was a fucking icon. I said, I when, I, when she appears on screen, which we'll get to in a bit, she, I wrote that she was like a mix, she's dressed like a mix of Avril Lavigne and a spirit Halloween hippie, because it's the weirdest combo of both of those. And a Victorian ghost. Yeah. And guys, whoever did her costuming is a fucking legend, and they, yeah. they oh, weren't yeah. talking to anybody else on the movie. They were doing their own oh, thing. Also, sorry, you left something out um this ghost goth girl who is also a super genius apparently yes, not, not super genius I, but is incredibly smart gets incredible grades there's a lot of things that this movie gave me and i'll point them out throughout my notes that i wanted out of invisible sister and having a smart goth was one I, I love a goth nerd she's dressed like a punk rocker but she's secretly just like smashing straight a's i love yeah that. yeah they went and they went I all the way i was goth. getting an invisible moth sister but i didn't get that. i will this did give me some invisible some invisible sister vibes for sure there could be an argument that these movies are counterparts where that's like a girl wish not a lot of wish fulfillment because it's a terrible thing that happens to both yeah. of them a girl experience versus a boy experience of something crazy happening to you I guess but the one thing and I'm, I think it was a science project right that, that's what I was about to say the one thing that I think Emily you have to agree with me on this that completely raises this movie above that one is the fact that they do not give two shits about the science involved. None. Not, none. No, they don't spend any time explaining anything to us, and I was so happy. Didn't care. Like, this movie, I, 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 I'm I, going to steal... I actually feel like I'm being Emma in this episode a little bit. I'm going to steal some, a comment I've had before. I feel like this movie knows it's very campy, and is yeah, trying to have... Yeah, lean out, in. And it's having a lot of fun with its concept and doing stuff. But then, like I mentioned, it takes hard left turns into had, really serious I had, a note, I had a note that was like, oh, great, we're ten minutes in, and he's already made a clone. Yeah, oh, thank God. I said said the same thing. It happens right away. I mean, love love Anthony Lawrence. Is that his name? Anthony Lawrence, you got it. Um, Love Anthony Lawrence. I think this kid's really good. He's a good child actor. But, like, this character is bringing quite literally nothing to the table. We see this in the first day at school. Like, he's a fucking loser with no personality besides knowing how to roll a yo-yo around. So I was like, I don't need to spend a lot of time in this kid's world pre-clone. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. But I will also say, this was the other thing I was going to bring up, is that I think as much as you're talking about yes i do think anthony lawrence does a pretty good job in this movie especially compared to um the we'll be generous and say middling performance he gave in horse sense i think he took a lot of classes in between that movie and this one or something because i think he sells some of it well and i kind of think he does the clone thing pretty well i mean like i said it's campy and goofy but i think the movie knows it so it works um but yeah he meets up with chucky and they're like it's report card day he tells him check it out chuck you're about to see how the Will Browning just slide by method works like yeah his whole personality is he yo-yos and he doesn't try at anything yeah he's 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 like trying basically to, every girl's dream he's trying to right, skate ladies? by well speaking of ladies is this girl's every line eighty yard. I What's don't going know. on there? her voice I wrote she talks like moaning Myrtle yes. in the third Harry Potter movie where she's just like 
But her lips don't really need, seem to be moving. Yeah, she does not open her mouth nearly wide enough to be considered speaking. It's yeah. it's pretty wild. But it didn't have the sound of an ADR to me. It just sounded like she was talking crazily. So there's a girl who moves her locker to be next to his. Yes. And she's like, I moved my locker. She is possibly the most open for business we have seen yeah. without any reciprocation. He seems to kind of hate, hate this her, woman. Hate he hates this woman in a lot of ways. But it's... And you also tell... There's also a bizarre scene or a line where he goes, we'll do lunch. And yes. he's like, we'll, and then Tricky goes, we'll do lunch. Who are you, Tom Cruise? And mm-hmm. he's like, it's a showbiz term. It means never. We're in the next millennium. And I was like, what the fuck am I listening to right now? Like, yeah, I hate the... when movies take me out of it by referencing something like Scientology leader Tom Cruise. <laughs> I don't think I'm he's, like, a, I don't think I'm he's like, the leader of Scientology. But I'm just saying, <laughs> he's the leader in Scientology. And I was just like, why? I hate when they got children. I was like, based on that line, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is, I thought Wilbur was gonna have like the aspiration to be like a CAA agent or something because why do they give him why did they make him say that it makes uh, no god or sense. it should have been like uh Virgil Virgil in uh, Minutemen where he was also kind of just skating by and he was like I want to be a game show host like something also, weird yes, and yeah. like and kind of random but you're like alright also then they walk by the bully whose name is uh, that's how they, they go to class first oh okay they, they would, just for just because it sets up we have to touch on he they he, they go into science class and for some reason the science teacher gives them their report cards I don't know why she would be in charge of that um, but she explains also in pot in the meanest way in front of everybody she's like yeah you guys have got this big science Science project coming up. Some of you, if she like looks directly, will need to do very well on it. Otherwise, I'm going to be seeing you in your next year. I also love when a movie just like takes a thread, picks it up, drops it. We never see the science fair, like the end of this project. It ends in a school dance. I thought for sure we were ending in, in the presentation of the project. Well, I I think we're just kind of led to assume that um the clone, and we'll get into how later kind of, like, picked it up for him and, like, just took then care of it. the project of it. doesn't matter. It kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, I think so. But um, still, like, they set that up. And I was like, great, did, can't wait did. to see him turn in this project of his clone. Yeah, yeah, they did set that up. You're right. But I just loved that the teacher's just calling him out in front of everybody. He's like, you're failing my class. And if you don't do well enough, you're going to be back here next year. But yeah, as they're walking out... They bump into the bully. And this is this is what I'm saying. And then there is the fucking clunkiest line. I know, Where I Chucky know. goes, man, does he hate you? Because you got him suspended. Scotty DeSoto. I was like, Scotty DeSoto, man, does he hate you? And I was like, thanks, sidekick, for that yes, expository. That, that's that's what I was going to say. Is like, this is my first tip-off that this is the most, possibly the most decom yes. movie ever made. It's almost it's, like a formula. It's like plug and play. Yes. It's literally like you spend the first five minutes walking around the school meeting his friends and your principal his characters. Enemy. You give the information about who everybody is in the clunkiest manner possible, and, and yeah, it, they 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 try and frame it like a conversation. Cool hip sidekick, and they try and frame it like a conversation where he's like, "Man, Scotty Soda sure hates you." He's like, "He's still mad at me when I got him just suspended." suspended. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like no one talks like that, and you guys clearly both know this information already. Scotty Soda, interestingly, will become one of my favorite characters. Oh, I love this. Guy. I loved him too. I love this forty-five-year-old man. Honestly, looks ten years older than the rest of the kids. Absolutely love him. Can we talk about the granola mom? Who I fucking loved. Uh, this yes. is an amazing plot point. Yes, because then this we got to being involved. This is the writing that well, inspires he, me to become a screenwriter. Here's the thing, though. they give the mom this personality. But they've done it like three, four I times. It. I love it. They did it in um, 13th year. I feel like they did it at least somewhere else, too. This is, I think, the third we've run into. This was a really funny one, though. They, I love this granola hippie mom. She is cooking something based out of tree bark, and then she's setting the table, and her whole family's like, where are the plates? And she's like, we don't need plates. We're going to eat out of the common pot. <laughs> the communal pot. 
It's like, it's community building or something. I was like, I fucking love this trope. It's one trope that I'll never tire of. I liked it better in the 13th year, because I think, I felt like her and the dad and that had more of like a back and forth, where in this one, it seems like everybody hates the cooking. Yeah, everybody hates um, it. But that being said, speaking of that, he is played by Mark Taylor, who's uh, Eddie's dad from mm-hmm. Raisin and Cook Off and is in High School Musical 2 as well. Um, a big, a favorite of mine, personally. But yeah, every, the kid, they're all just kind of like grossed out by it, but uh, they, they do, they do eat it, I guess. I don't know. And Allison Pill is there. Allison Pill is there. He's her brother, visibly. Yes, she... Well, I mean, it's a kid. It's a kid's movie from the boy perspective. You gotta have... Well, actually, not even from the boy perspective. No, I'm saying I would hate him, too. Well, yeah, of course. She's clearly much cooler than him. She's, she's great. I want to hang out with her. But I'm saying, like, I feel like this is not a new thing we've run into, where it's like, the younger one is the main character, so they need to have a mean, older sibling, no matter... With dip-dyed pink hair. <laughs> They have, it's, she just has, the end. it's just, it's the, just end, the end. Guys. It's just the end. She has long blonde hair, and they've just dipped it in bright fuchsia, and it's fucking incredible. I, I could have used, and this is not only because I really like Alison Pill as an actress. I could have used so much of the, more of this older. But sister this character. was where they talk about report cards, and I was like, oh, Alison Pill is going to be like an art freak or something because guys, she's dressed insane. I don't know if the dip dyed things or the Victorian ghost comment tipped you guys off. She's dressed insane, and I was like, oh, she's going to be like a drama freak or like an art person, and she's just no crushing A's. No, she's the one who brings up the report yeah. cards to shame. Uh, will um, and, I, and we're, not, we're not trying to be reductive. Of course, she can't be that. But you have to understand these movies run on stereotypes. Yeah, and she cliche. defies a stereotype. I, absolutely. But yeah, they look at her report card and they're like, "Incredible, great, love it, perfect." And they say, "Will, uh, can you see? Can we see yours?" And he hands it to them, and they're just like, "Oh, oh my! Uh, all your teachers say you suck ass." <laughs> and, and like th- this gave me some like cognitive dissonance where they all say you need to try harder. You have a lack of effort, and he just goes, "I, I try," and he seems to kind of genuinely. Believe believe that and I was just like no, no you don't you don't you're not even trying to just skate by it seems like you're just not trying at all because like because that's what they say and I actually do think as weird as their relationship is going to get throughout this movie because it does go some places which we'll touch on in a second I do think their reaction to this is pretty good where they're not just immediately like how dare you be failing they go why is it like this like what's wrong and he goes no I try and they say well clearly you don't because all of your teachers say the same thing we just want you to tell us like they approach it in a good way and I liked that what they do- I will say that like I do like the the message of this movie, and there's about seventeen wrapped up into one. There's a, there's Disney a lot of layers. Can't pick a fucking lane. There's a like, seven layer dip. But the one that I like as it being a movie for boys, because I think this at least when I was growing up, I'm sure everybody is now eating tree bark, and Gen Z has figured it out. But like that figured is out how the to most annoying. No, I'm just saying, like figured out how to not have a fucking terrible personality. But that is the one thing that I I that is so frustrating about boys this age when they're turning puberty is that it becomes un and kids like a girl fall into it too but it's like it becomes uncool to try and that's something that they hammer home in like the monologue is that it's like you're just you don't want to try because then like what if you fail and you look uncool and it's like like that whole thing of like putting effort into something and like caring and trying being inherently embarrassing that whole mentality is very negative and I think that that is a good lesson for kids but then you're right it's muddied here yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's like is he trying I can't tell yeah, I thought he didn't yeah but it's 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 you don't have to be a super genius and get A's at everything but you should still try. try you should still try to do your best but so where this starts to fall apart a little bit like I just said I do think the parents approach it pretty well when but, they threaten to send him to military school? No, that's what I thought. They, they're they like, well, Will, if this continues, and they go over and they reach for a pamphlet, and like a military, like, I don't know if it's a bugle or whatever, I don't remember exactly, starts to play underneath it, and I was like, oh, they're going to send him to military school. This is a classic. Camp Spartacus. This is a classic kids show trope that you're going to military school if you don't straighten you know up. anyone that actually went to military school? No. This was a constant threat on TV. It was. It's like quicksand. I thought that we I'm, were all one fucking mishap. I feel like we had the conversation in the Cadet Kelly episode already, okay? <laughs> 
value are all one F from going to military school. But they bring out a pamphlet and they say, if your grades don't improve, you're going to Camp Spartacus. And the kids on this pamphlet, they have seen some things. They, Did yeah. you look well, at so, those kids' eyes? So here's the thing. Camp Spartacus has ethical complaints. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, this is the 2000s where you get away, well, get away with a lot more. Like, you, now this place would be brought down by a tweet. <laughs> But what I'm saying is, is that like, I thought they were going to say military school and then they don't and they say Camp Spartacus. And I was like, okay, it's probably like a freaking Sylvan Learning Center thing where, you yeah. know, you're getting tutored over the summer. Sure. No, it's they like, beat a, you. it's a military camp where they send you to like beat discipline into yeah. you and all this stuff. And I was like, guys, he just needs help with his schoolwork. It's not like he's a juvenile delinquent or something. Like, they're going to beat that discipline into him. But I just don't understand the discipline and the schoolwork part. He's literally like, oh, I'm going to become a brainwashed military bozo or something like that. Like, you can't do this to me. And he's freaking out because he doesn't want to lose his summer. But of course, Allison Pill. Does she ever get a name? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember it. There is one, I think. Now that I, think I refer is. to her as Allison Pill and all yes, my Yes, yes, yes. She's all for it. She's like, yes, please get this boy out of here. And he's like, no, please, I will, I will, I'll pick it up. We don't have to do this. And they're like, all right, well, you got to do it. Otherwise, we're sending you. And so we cut to him in his room, and he's kind of sitting there pouting about the idea that he has to go. And his mom comes in. In a floor-length jean skirt, nonetheless. <laughs> okay. The mom comes in to kind of, like, comfort him and say like we just want your you know give a shit a little bit yeah. that's all we're asking like we're not trying to bring the hammer down on you like like i was saying he, he has a weird line there's not too many of these in this movie but this one is like do you think if i suddenly made one leg shorter than the other they would still go, let me go to camp like, okay you know okay i heard that and i was like what the fuck yeah and it and i then laid it i sat in it for a second i think it's a draft dodging joke which like you know how kids know about the draft was that a way you dodged yeah, the draft like, yeah, in the, like, the World like, War II? Or well, like, you Vietnam wouldn't do it, or like you wouldn't do it, but like if one leg was shorter than the other and you had like dodged the draft, like that's the <laughs> joke there. Okay, I've never heard that before. I mean, yeah, it's not a joke any child will understand nonetheless. But so he talks to his mom for a little bit. She tries to comfort him. And he's like, I'll, I'll work on it. I got like, I, I know my, I'll work on my science thing. And he sees an ad in his comic book that's on the floor for this thing called Ocean Pups, which is... Uh, I called it Otter Pups, like, in all my Otter life. Pups? I don't know why I thought it was called Otter it's, Pups. It's sea monkeys. It's the... Sta- it's like... What? The- is a sea monkey? It's... Okay. I, I didn't understand what this I, was supposed well, to be. The mean. only reason I understand it a little bit is because it's the thing I've seen in, like, 70 television shows, where, like, kids order sea monkeys and they expect... Or, not, or, or like... Sea monkeys see people, I think they have different names depending on the show or whatever, but they think it's going to be like a fun underwater pet, but it's really, I think they're just like little tiny shitty shrimps. Oh. Or kind of a thing. Like, it's not anything cool. It's like it's like a thing they ripped kids off with in the back, okay. of, back of comic books. They sell you a Yet tank. Yeah, much like Quicksand, I never saw these they, in the back of my I, comic I, books. I, I, I've only... You've never read a comic book. But they... It was a thing I saw at a bunch of kids' I shows. I read, like, J14. I read <laughs> things for children. Um, But it, it's just, like, a little dumb thing. They sell you, like, a brine tank. Brine shrimp sold as novelty aquarium pets. Are they all, are they all brine shrimp? They were sold as eggs intended to be added to water. Almost always come bundled in a kit of three pouches and instructions. Yes. Sometimes with a small tank or supplementary pouches. Are you reading from the Sea Monkeys Wikipedia page? Yep, I am. It's heavily marketed in the 60s and 70s, especially in comics books, and maintains a presence in pop culture. So you know what it is? I'm going to just make this call right here. It's that all of the adults who were writing these movies and TV shows in the 60s and 70s, that was a thing. 
And so they impassed on He actually solved that. But so he sees that and he's like, boom, science project, got it. And I, I don't want to gripe on this too much because I have actually seen kids do this. I, 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 uh, not to brag or nothing, I did judge a science fair when I was in high school. Um, oh, you know what, like, the whole gag with sea monkeys is? I'm sorry. But basically, they used to be in comic, like, there was ads intensely marketed and they were illustrated by Joe Orlando. And the ads made the sea monkeys look like humanoid animals. Yeah, And then yeah. he would put them in the water and they and would look little, like ugly little girl shrimp. shrimp. Yeah. So everybody was pissed. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of getting at. I just okay, didn't go sorry. On. I didn't feel the need to pull up the Wikipedia article. But yeah, what I was saying was, is are you not on Joe Orlando's mm-hmm. <laughs> Um But what I was saying was, is having judged a science fair in my day, um, I do know there are kids who, like, buy some dumb kit like that and are like, this is a science project. The fact that I mixed this test tube with another test tube is science... Um, where, you know, that's not really anything. Because he just thinks by buying this kit, he'll have a science project, which doesn't make any sense. But it doesn't matter because this project is never graded before. No, that is that is true. That is true. Speaking of science, we cut to the Ocean Pups facility where we meet our two antagonists? I I don't know how to how I feel about these guys, if I'm being quite honest. Their names are Victor and Conrad. It doesn't come up that much that they have names. Emma, did you know their names? I knew one, the one with that always wears necklaces was Victor. Yes, there's a, he he's, the, he's the best. He's the he's the best one. He, he, there's one that was. How did these two fucking people meet each other? I I don't know. It's a classic straight man and uh, funny guy yeah. routine, much like this podcast. Except for neither of them are that funny. No, I thought like I, th- this I thought. Podcast. I thought <laughs> I thought the Hawaiian shirt guy was kind of funny. He was doing, he was in a different movie. He was doing a lot of shtick. Oh, he was doing a lot of shtick. Also, this whole movie gave me the vibe that somebody, by somebody, I mean the director and writer of this movie, saw um, Home Alone. And they, this is yes. just wet bandits. It's they just are like wet the bandits. wet They are like the wet bandits. First of all, I want to get, give them credit that they're not annoying. I was really worried they were going to get annoying over the course of the movie. They don't really show up enough and they're not, like, they, they didn't grind on me. I actually kind of wish they had fleshed them out a little bit more because they just kind of show up and be like, is that a clone? No? All right. And then that's... I mean, I love a wet bandit. Lean in. Yeah, yeah. And they, Go I, full camp. Yeah, Go exactly. ass over elbow into a fall. Like, I love <laughs> watch that all day. I could have used some more of them. But so, this is what I'm... So, this is what you're talking about, that there is no science. These guys have already developed how to clone something. Oh, incredibly. Oh, full on and they, cloning. And, and I'm going to say, I know this is, again, this is usually... Emma's. And they are doing it in an otter pup facility. Ocean, Ocean pup. pup. And I will say, I know this is usually Emma's territory, but I am being the Emma for this episode. The, the drinking game for this episode is every time they say hyperclone, take a drink, because that they say it this so much. This is also so fucking convoluted. They have developed cloning. Hyper-cloning. Hyper-cloning, which because, means it happens so fast. Yeah, they put, they put a drop of liquid on something and there's two of them in a second. And they clone a rat immediately. Yeah. They are using the Ocean Pup facility as a cover. As Why? Because, I don't know, it's probably like mega illegal to do all this animal testing and but stuff. But they're waiting for the come up. Uh, they're waiting to they, they're waiting to have like have it be solid because I'm a, like this is the, like it'll revolutionize the entire planet it, at that point it's like the ends justify the means like it doesn't matter any of the shit they did again I'm giving them way much more credit but also I think it's really just because like it's a kids movie and the movie needed to but happen but then they walk out of the room yes. after they clone that rat and then there's a crazy flubber sequence <laughs> where the one of the rats gets the out rat because I guess the clones are smarter and then oh I didn't think about it well no they leave the cage unlocked but the, but the rat but the, figures out how to open it yeah, only one gets out. I didn't think about it. Tui is smarter than Anthony. That is true. That is true. Okay. Anyway. So the, the, I have a theory about the that. The cloned but. rat gets out mm-hmm. be, and then is scared by a cat. cat. There's is, a cat. I swear to God, this is not a Dr. Seuss There's friend. a cat in another cage who gets out of his own cage entirely easily. And then it's the they shittiest spill cat cage. the clone serum. Mm-hmm. 
onto the assembly line yeah, of so, Ocean Pups. So th- this is a real invisible moth, moth in a glass of seltzer. Well, no, what's weird about this to me is I actually, I had, like I said, I'd seen this movie before and I really enjoyed it when I was younger. And I remembered this scene very well. But yeah, they knock it over and it, go, and it like goes through like a crack in the floor and the, a hole in the ceiling and drips down to the assembly line. But I remembered it like... Like I said, a real invisible moth in a glass of I seltzer. I remembered it going into like the water or the tank or something. It just drips on the outside on of the, the box. On the outside of a package. Like, that's not gonna get inside anything. Like it's just like how you, you're when you're making this movie, you don't have that combinated beat. Just have the stuff I set know, out. I, know, it's, I, it's, I was staring at it, and I even rewound it because I was like, "Where did that drop into? That it's now gonna clone Anthony Lawrence?" But it appears to just be on the Barbie plastic packaging of the Ocean Pups. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a very strange choice. So we go from that shot to the package being delivered. The postage lady is very nice to hold it in the angle that the camera can see. That it. we can see his name. Um, but well, we can see his name, but Emma. I'm going to put the screws to Emma on this one, audience. You're going to ask me where the fuck he lives. Yes. Emma, you have cried every single time. And then when they I don't tell us where they live, you weren't the looking. Package. He lives in Gatesburg, USA. No state given. <laughs> well, I knew they weren't going to place us because when the cops show up, it says Metro at the end. Oh yeah, like, that's your right. state. That's like having like a fake beer brand in a yeah. in a show. But yeah, they drop it off. He, he rips comes, that bad boy open. Yeah, he just starts doing it. And this is when I my note is I like the pace of this yeah, movie. Yeah, we're, we're, we're ten get, minutes in. This clone's coming. Absolutely, baby. Because uh, he starts setting the kid up. He pours the seat pop bags in, and he grabs his own comb. He grabs a comb because he. Can't can't find the stir. Clunky line where he yep, goes, ADR, little bit of my hair won't hurt. ADR in. Because like, there had there had to be some executive who was like, was like I don't get why kids, he's cloned. Kids, no, kids won't get why the hair equals clone. They won't get that. You have to put that. You have to like, you have to have that make sense. Um, Even though they add an effect around the hair where it's like shimmer, shimmer, shimmer. The second after I think he does that, or maybe there's like a beat or whatever, it just starts like erupting from the tank and like making a massive mess all over the place. I Oh yeah, because he says like, oh, I gotta wait three to five days. And it just happens to me. He's like, or not. And it's making this massive mess and he's like freaking out and he's like steps out of his bathroom and into his normal room and like shuts the bathroom door, grabs like his phone and starts to call the customer service line to be mm-hmm. like, yo, something's wrong. Lights are going off. It's, and there's it's, bubbling. It's, it's this whole thing. And then all of a sudden it's silence. And this genuinely grossed me out is you just hear a big wet slap. As presumably the clone hits the oh. floor. <laughs> it was really gross. He's also covered in goo. Oh, yeah, he's so And I gooey. thought he was naked at first. Oh, and he I thought is. that was so not Disney. No, he's in jeans. No, 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 no. Luke, he's no. in belted jeans. He is, but that was a mistake on the film's part. You he, think? I think he is supposed to be naked. But what they do is they just shoot him from the waist up. But there's one they shot. Pan where, out. There's one shot where they pan too low, and you can see Andrew Lawrence in his jeans, jeans and, a belt. and in his jeans, and they just clearly were like, "We don't have to, we don't have the money or the time. It in. We're keeping it in because he." There's a whole bit where the lady puts him on hold, so he goes up to the bathroom and opens it. They see each other. They do the classic twin, well, not mirror twin, thing, mirror it's scream, mime thing. Yeah, it's basically that that duck soup scene where like he walks in and he pretends to be his opposite, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it doesn't go on very long. They they start to communicate like he starts saying things to his clone and the clone just like repeats, repeats back to them. him. The, ra- the rapid pace which, which this clone gave, gains the ability of human speech. I, yeah, I mean, you say and that. And the concept of human speech. True, but I was here for it because I didn't want to waste time on it. I didn't want to waste... I didn't we wanna... well, don't worry, we didn't. No, we didn't. But so uh, he... Like, hangs up with the customer service person being like, it's good, bye, and throws the phone away. He starts, like, talking to the clone, trying to figure each other out. And at one point, he hands him a towel and says, okay, first of all, 
put this on, which implies I don't want to be staring at my dick so much right now. Mm-hmm. And then after he's wearing the towel and they, and they they figure some more stuff out about each other, he has to go down to dinner and he's like, while I'm at dinner, put some real clothes on. He is supposed to be naked, but the filmmaker has just messed it up. Which you're right, is very not Disney Channel. It's like that, again, weird Minutemen callback. It's like that scene yeah. in Minutemen where that dude walks out naked with a sign covering his dick. Yeah, I am okay. I thought that that was just Disney backing off. Doesn't he tell him to read the science book? Yeah, so they, they like this I said... when he goes, Mrs. You're a clone. Mrs. Pinkerton talked about human Oh yeah, cloning. you know how that was in every... Yes, like, thank you. Because he just pulls out a science book and is like, of course, cloning is the thing that's in He's our like, text. Miss Pinkerton talked about that, and I know that I went to Catholic school, so there's no way that wasn't whatever shit textbook we bought, they bought for us. They're, but I was like, did they cover human cloning no, they in well, sixth grade? They don't say human cloning, they just describe the, the general idea of cloning, and Emma is right, the most I ever got out of cloning in science class was- the sheep. Dolly the sheep. Dolly the sheep. I was waiting for them to bring up that fucking sheep, and they didn't. I think this was pre-Dolly the sheep, wasn't it? When was Dolly the sheep? Wikipedia. <laughs> Wikipedia, please. <laughs> but yeah, they spent a little time where he's trying to like, suss it out like what's going on is it cloning like a thing now like can't you do that this is like less this is not so revolutionary I mean, it is, like... This is post-Dolly. Uh, well, okay, when was 1996, Dolly? and it oh. died in 2003. So Dolly was alive. I wonder what she thought of this. Dolly's also taxidermied, if anybody was wondering. No, I'm not surprised by that. I mean, I think the technology is more available. I don't know at what scale we're doing it, because I'm sure there's massive Didn't moral Barbara questions. did Streisand clone oh, her like, dog? Clone dog. I forgot about I that. I think if you're rich, you can just get a clone. Probably. It's probably really expensive. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, they spent a little... Do you think oh, that they God. have the ability for human cloning, and they're just not unleashing it on the world because of the habit? it would create okay i'm a worried getting way too big for this fun comedy podcast that we do i'm gonna have to but i'm not to go into the otter pops logic here ocean pops otter pops <laughs> wait that's what it is so you think that's otter pops which is a frozen delicacy <laughs> not to get into the weeds here with the ocean pup scientists but if you can clone a cat or you can clone a dog what's to stop us from cloning a human i bet we could do it but we're morally holding ourselves back yeah probably you say that like it's a bad thing like yes i'm, our not, moral. I'm not passing judgment either way but i'm thinking like if we really wanted emma, to you know I, I feel like we've raised this in some other episode emma why do you want to have sex with your own clones so badly because there was <laughs> that's an episode, a great that, there that's was, a question would there, you fuck your clones there was a, yeah there was an episode where you asked me this and i was like no because i don't want to have sex with a man and you were just like nah, i'd do it i sure. mean, wouldn't <laughs> i wouldn't me i just said so barbara streisand explains why i cloned my dog the new york times emma, we're not getting into all this idea. They are clones of really Do research in your on your own time, okay? So they spend some time in his room. He's kind of figuring out what's up. Like, the clone mirrors him and tries to, you know, talk and, and whatever. I do like, again, I think Angel Lawrence gives a good performance of just like, oh shit, oh shit, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I really don't grasp the gravity of the situation. Also, this, I will give them credit to what critics do. This apparent trap technology doesn't look terrible. I also said that. I was like, it, there are some shots that are better than others. Uh, some are rough. Some are, some are rough, but for a TV movie in the year 2000, it wasn't bad. I think it's because they rely more on like having over-the-shoulder shots where you just see someone in a wig and or then Andrew people, Lawrence. Or a lot of times the the one is like fully in profile and like turned and yeah, it's yeah. clearly not him. Does this one he tells him to read the science book? Yeah, he has to go down the to dinner. The clone can barely speak. He can read now? Yeah, again, they don't really glo- talk about stuff like that. The fact that he, barely, he can barely understand human speech but just has the ability to read now. 
They share some kind of psychic link. It's very wishy-washy whether or not that's important. They forget about that. They forget about that a lot. So maybe he kind of gets an ability to read from him, but you're very right. But he, but real Will has to go down to dinner. Um, he has to scarf some dinner, as he says, because I it's the, it's the year word. 2000. I hated it's that. It's the year 2000. He has to go to dinner, so he tells Clone, uh, I, I don't think he's called, named him Tui yet, but that will be his proverbial name. His Christian name. His, his God-given name. <laughs> Do you think that clones go to heaven? Emma, again, Emma, Emma, we can't keep getting... Why are you trying to get so philosophical on this episode? I'm not here for... I'm trying to talk about a fun clone movie, and you're, you're just... It's a, open to real just, Pandora's box. Yeah, you're just interested in the moral obliga- moral considerations. But he tells Tui to, to read the science book to kind of get his mind around this whole thing. He's going to go eat dinner. He goes, sits, sits down at dinner. Uh, he's like, guys, I'm working on something really cool for my science project. It's going to mm-hmm. blow your minds. It's going to be great. Allison Pill doesn't believe him, and he's like, no, 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 it's going to be really cool. Um, oh, yeah, he also tells Tui to put on some clothes. So Tui puts on, like, a tie and, like, underwear on the outside because he doesn't, he doesn't get clothes. But he's just, like, poking around in his room because he's, we will find out, he already finished the science textbook very quickly. And he's reaching for something in his closet and, like, a scary Halloween oh, mask yes. falls down and he screams bloody murder. And what's weird is, that, it, like, again, going back to the psychic link thing, he starts screaming and then Will screams. And I thought in my head, oh... He's trying to cover the fact. So did he's I. He's trying to cover the fact so that he did that to I didn't scream. realize that was an involuntary scream. Yeah, because everyone looks at him like, you screamed. And he's like, yeah, I did. Like, And I was just like, he was scrambling to come up with an excuse, which I would have just said like, oh, I just realized I have a big project due or yeah, homework yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, I got to go. I thought and, he heard the scream start and was like, ah. Yeah, to, like, to like cover it because they would have only half heard it. But he comes up with no excuse and, and gets up from the table very quickly to go check on Tui. This is how they kind of discover there's some kind of weird link between them where like when one gets like scared or uh this really only happens literally one other time they have two once or twice it's not that's not a big deal but so they talk a little bit more Tui explains that he did read the entire science book and he committed it all to memory very quickly and he's like a super genius which i like emma's idea that just but the clones are just automatically smarter that's not bad but just what i thought they were going for was the fact that Tui is just like a blank slate and so since you just fed him all of that info that's like and i guess they kept being like oh we're the same genetically completely the same like why well, you can do whatever i can do but i'm like can that 12 year old really read inside entire science tech books in that, that's minutes? what i'm saying like it just is like he doesn't have anything else in his brain holding him back of course he, he remembers all that because that's the only thing he's ever no read thoughts just vibes yeah no thoughts just science um but very quickly Tui re- realizes that he is also hungry and so will is like all right i'll get you some food don't worry about it i'm just gonna gloss over this because it goes on for way too freaking long it's not bad but it just like it overstays its welcome Tui follows him down there and they need to do the classic twin clone whatever you want to call it where they need to switch off oh my god <laughs> this went on for forever and it's it wasn't just, that entertaining it's just each one of his family members being like weren't you just wearing different Did clothes change because they need to sneak into the kitchen to get some leftovers for Tui. The dad's like the dad's like working at the table. It's basically that all happens and they need to and this seeds the idea in Will's mind that they can switch places. I don't know why he needed to be fed that. It seems like a pretty one to two realization but okay. Where does he watch the guys in the leather suits and learn how to dance? That was the most important part of this movie. Yeah, maybe, maybe I think he was doing that while he was. Thank you for reminding me of that. I also we we also do cut back to Conrad and Victor at Ocean Pups, where Victor is dressed like a '70s surfer pimp. He's always dressed like that, Emma. What are you talking? He's dressed like that in the first scene. And then they also go off in this monologue about patent law, and I was like, (laughs) oh god, nothing like a kids' movie about patents. Yeah. So here's the thing: is so he when he called the customer service, he just got like the receptionist for Ocean Pups or whatever, and And she's phoning it in. Oh, absolutely. But she 
hands them like his his file complaint or whatever, and is like, "It was such a weird call. I thought you guys should know about it." And, and they're like, "Get out!" And, and Emma, this is and honestly where I thought the Invisible Sister comparison was going to go. They immediately know what happened. Immediately, they're like, "He cloned himself. He's cloned." They're like, no, "Moth and Cup." They're they're not, not himself. They're me. Like he cloned something. He cloned his cat, his dog, anything. It's all clones. They know that he has the package that has the drop that is going to cause. Yes, clones. and I was like, "How do you?" But know? I'm like, "That was the most convoluted accident of all time." Like, yeah, all the all they had to be was just like, I don't know, maybe something got in there. We should check up on it. But they immediately are like, he cloned something. And how do they know it only got on one package? That was like a large spill. I have no clue. But yeah, so to Emma's point, he's then like, don't you understand if a clone gets out of this lab, we don't have patents on anything. I was like... Because it was too secret. Yeah, yeah, kids understand patents. Our whole enterprise is blown. Because you told me we didn't need patent law. I was like, Jesus Christ. So they're they're heading to uh, Gatesburg, wherever that is, to uh, check in with Will. They say later they drove across the country. Yeah. Yeah, to Emma's point, while Tui is hanging out in Will's room during dinner. He turns on the TV and Emma, would you like to start talking about this? Uh, he, I think, turns on a version of what I would could describe as like generic TRL. And there's man, men in pleather, shiny pleather suits doing a great choreographed dance to which he immediately learns the entire thing. And I loved that. And I thought, this is delightful. Hope it comes back. And oh boy, does it twice. <laughs> I would say, I actually would say it's maybe the not only the best, but maybe the most famous part of this movie. Is I the, love it. Is the is the, I the, love that scene. it. But yeah, he, uh, Tui is eating. Uh, there. Also, by the way, I guess just to place you, this house is a fucking 90s nightmare and I love it. Oh, I The didn't carpets even... are like blush, millennial blush. pink. They're like pink. Oh. And the wall, there's wallpaper everywhere. This is the only thing I could watch during this stupid thing where him and the two years switching places in front of the parents was how much wallpaper is in this <laughs> house. And also the fact that they have that thing, um, the thing that, oh, fuck, a saloon door. Uh, they have a saloon door <laughs> in their do kitchen. Have a door, and that's yeah. where half of these hijinks happen. And I was like, I love a saloon I door. I do enjoy but a those saloon had door. a moment. Those that's had a real, moment. I mean, yeah, had a real yeah. moment back in the day. Um, I, I didn't also, get enough of this house. Fuck honestly. the dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, oh, you don't want, like, whatever slop your mom's baking. And I'm like, well, then you cook dinner, then, <laughs> asshole. If you don't want her, like, rutabaga Irwan goodness, then you put something on the stove. If, if you're wondering what's happening, audience that Emma was too busy Wikipediaing things and now she pulled her notes back up so now she's catching up on things I was still been... reading up arbitrary <laughs> I knew it um, and he like pulls chips out of his he pulls thing. out the most boring bag of like, dinner oh, chips yeah, slob your mom makes and he's like, oh, he goes cholesterol something that's bad for me but so they're up in the room this Tui, is where Tubi's eating this Tui's is where there's eating. a scene about belching and I say yeah. Right in my notes, oh, I hate movies for men. Because too out of you, here. you say that, but what, what I film... I don't need to watch boys sit around and burp at each other. You can say that, Emma, but what film was it? I believe it was Geek Charming that was very much a girl movie that also had a burping contest <laughs> segue. Oh, I hated that, um, too. It was, I'm not saying it was good, I, but actually, it was there. Actually, gender plays no role in this. I hate <laughs> yeah, watching exactly, people yeah. burp at I each agree other. with you. I can agree on that one. Gender plays no role. <laughs> Tui's eating, he burps, and he doesn't understand his own bodily function, so Will has to explain it to him. And he, like, basically decides, you're going to school as me tomorrow, where you can learn all about all the fun stuff in that science book. It's going to be great. Tui's all about it. He goes to sleep. Oh, also, this is the scene where he's like, what should I call you? Tui. He goes with Tui, which I thought they kind of don't use enough to make it stick. It is cute, but he just doesn't call him Tui a lot. He just, like, talks to him, and then occasionally be like, Tui, Tui. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot his name is Tui. So, yeah, then the scientist 
dentists arrive in like the dead of night. And I said that's was when I had this is some wet bandit shit. They is. roll up in a van. They roll up in their spy van, um, which they got some from somewhere, and they stake out his house and are like, we can't. They are in a decrepit van staking out a suburban. They are. House. You're, they're they're the, the wet you're, bandits. You're, the, you're very right. I did miss that. They're doing a wet bandits thing, um, except the opposite of the wet bandits because they're trying not to commit crimes. And because Victor is constantly in a shell necklace, this one's a different <laughs> puka shell. But they're like, okay, we can't just break and enter into these people's homes. We just gotta watch out and see if we see two of anything. Emma's laughing at her own note. <laughs> they drove across the country? Where is Otter Pop's face? <laughs> Ocean Pups and location uh, I, I, doesn't matter. I, the fact that I never realized that my brain was doing that because of Otter Pops. I was like, oh, where is Otter Pops based? But yeah, so they're staking out the house now. And this is what I'm saying is like, they really kind of become a non-issue for the next like 45 minutes. Where like, do they go? They just are around and we don't see them. Okay, Then it's he has time. to go visit his Grandpa Mordecai. Yeah, it's time to talk about Grandpa Mordecai. <laughs> I was not ready for Grandpa Mordecai. I I still don't think I'm emotionally ready. When they ready. said the word Grandpa Mordecai, I said, what? Excuse <laughs> You know? He's like, hey, kid, to his clone, you stay here today. Also, this little man, Anthony Lawrence, he loves a Canadian tuxedo. He exclusively <laughs> is wearing a Canadian he tuxedo. Canadian. Him and his clone. I believe he wore something similar in horse sense as well. I don't know if they're trying to make him look taller with a monochrome look, but he is always in a Canadian tuxedo. He is, he is in a Canadian tuxedo. And he's like, all right, I gotta go visit Grandma Mordecai at the nursing home. To Stay my here. There Stay is, here, he says. Why wouldn't you send the clone to the nursing home? That's the whole point of a clone, dumbass, doing shit you don't want to do. Well, he has it, first of all. Very rude, Emma, that he doesn't want to visit his grandfather. He actually does that later, and I was like, that- I could tell by the name Mordecai that he was racist. So Whoa. I didn't want him Whoa. to. Whoa! You're making a lot of assumptions. You think about Grandpa, Grandpa Mordecai doesn't say things about minorities? Like, well, Take one look at that man. Well, Emma, if this movie had its brothers, he doesn't see one, doesn't say anything ever, which we'll talk about in a second. He had nonverbal dementia. I, okay, let's get there. Hang on. First of all, he says to the clo- he says to Tui, stay here. I gotta go do this. Guys, to your I want to also be clear that I'm not laughing at dementia. It is so, so terribly sad. I am laughing at the fact that this movie posits that a clone can cure someone of dementia okay. by simply asking them a question. No, yeah. Okay, we'll get there. But to your point, he he hasn't trained uh, Tui how to be him yet, so that's why he hasn't done this, number one. Number two... Th- he that, doesn't even do a good job He doesn't. That. Number two, that's an objectively shitty thing to do. Be like, hey, I don't want to go see my grandpa as there's a go you go but do he it. does do that later he so. does do that i mean yeah that's when it's a shitty thing so they go to the this nursing home grandpa mordecai is just like hunched over in a chair staring at the television and they try to like engage with him and he just doesn't say anything I and don't like he's in one of his belts or something. I don't he's in his zone, I think is what he's they're one saying. Of his zones. And obviously, Emma and I are in no way, shape, or form qualified to talk about dementia or Alzheimer's or whatever this is. But that's the thing, is it seems to be that he is fully nonverbal and is just kind of like not like I don't want to say locked in because that's its own thing, but like he seems like he's fully just like out of it. And not recognizing them, their voices, yes, or any and not engaging, and they're just doing their to be with him and to spend the time with him. And I was like, God, Guys, five seconds ago we were doing a belching contest. You gotta watch the tone and whiplash now, and here. Now, yeah. And now we're doing this. Because honestly, it's really sad. I felt bad. But I was kind of like, okay, this is just a really real moment we're having. And then it gets full on bonkers later. We'll get there. Because they come back from the nursing home. And I do think we see intercut with some nursing home stuff. Is that Tui just fully says, screw you, Will. I want to go out into the world. I want to see oh, this things. This is when I said this grim of it is depressing as shit. It is. Um, also, like when Tui 
leaves the house while they're at the nursing home, he steps outside, like, into the world for the first time, and they play the exact same music that they play in Halloween Town. Did you notice that? No, I didn't they notice that. They play the doo-doo-doo-doo. It's like the Hachiri Town music. You know, like, when all the townspeople in Halloween Town yeah, are happy? Yeah. And they're like, doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. It's the exact same I'm music. I'm sure it's just a stock sound. I, I doubt it's the Halloween Town music, but I get what you mean. You don't think Hans Zimmer did the Halloween Town <laughs> God, I wish. Um, But yeah, they come home and he realizes Tui is gone, so he has to run around looking for him and like trying to figure it out. And, then they like, have another psychic link. twin telepathy episode. Yes, where he figures out he's at the park. This guy is playing with his dog, Um, and he asks him if he can play. And the You know guy... how I tell the clone and Andrew Lawrence apart? How? Andrew Lawrence is always also wearing a man necklace. Yeah, he, he is. He is always wearing jewelry. That's why they put it on him, for yeah. sure. And the clone is always having a stupid expression. Yes. Yes, he does like, always that have like a... That is how he knows. Yes, it's like... But it's also like a dumb smile and like a... like a His eyes don't focus yeah, on Yeah, I, I started to do an audience, but you couldn't see it because I forgot it was a podcast for a second. But you're absolutely so did right. I. You're absolutely right. And that's why I was saying Andrew Lawrence kind of pulls this off. Emma's just sticking her tongue <laughs> out now. That's not what that is. But he's at a park and a guy's playing with his dog using a frisbee that... Everyone I, that had! Everyone had! Every- what this frisbee had a chokehold on suburban America. It <laughs> brought mean, back a literal visceral. That's because memory. you and I have played with it for years with our dogs. It's like they- guys. This was a dog toy. Set, tweet at us if you had this, this frisbee, frisbee with your dog. It was a hot pink frisbee with a green, lime green trim. Yes. But it was like a felt waterproof frisbee. Yes. Like it wasn't hard. So a dog could bite so it. So a easier. dog could bite it and not like hurt his little teethers. Yeah. His teethers? Mm-hmm. Also, when he said, like, when he, they start having the twin telepathy moment and, like, Andrew Lawrence is, like, having, like, a, a Harry Potter scar burning thing and he hears, like, can I play? Can I play? I was like, I thought it was a flashback. And I was like, when the fuck did Tubi ever say, can I play? And I thought I missed something. And I was like, wait, what is he flashing back to? And then they're like, oh, I, he, I can read his mind. And I was like, you should have said that. Um, but he finds him in the park. Tubi wants to play with the guy with the dog, but he catches the frisbee in his mouth. Because like, all he can do is mimic. He's yeah, watching yeah, the yeah, dog. Yeah, but, okay, also, the other thing I have to say about this, if you look at the, the actual like rules of the world, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Like, he doesn't need to hide. because yes, people just people think just yeah, because he's like ducking behind a tree. I will give them the credit that people around town, if someone recognized him, would know he doesn't have a twin brother. Well, we don't know where we are, so this could uh, Gatesburg, be a massive baby. City. Gatesburg, but baby. But I'm just saying, like, ostensibly, this is so much better than like an invisible sister style predicament because. People are not going to be like, that's his clone. They're going to yeah, think no, it's his identical twin. Yeah, of course. Like people, And that's normal. I, I have the same note. Because he's like hiding behind a tree being like, do we come and here? And they I'm won't like, be seen together. And I'm, I'm like, like, dude. That's a stranger. Yeah, Who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Unless you saw someone you knew, you'd be fine. But he brings him back to the house. He yells at him for leaving when he told him not to. Um, but now we get the scene where he trains him how to be him. Now there's a montage to 80 synth. Yes. And what does he teach him how to do? Above Fucking all, yo-yo. he teaches him how to do the yo-yo. It's never explained why he loves the yo-yo either. Hmm. It's just his thing. And why Yo-Yo is inherently makes him a social pariah. But he teaches him like how he walks and how to like high five with Chucky and Yo-Yo and all that stuff. But he also gives him all the info that like who's Chucky? He's my best friend. We do Who's everything together. Bitch that has a crush on Heather. Me. Yeah, she's got a righteous crush on me. Is Scotty what Desoto, Mas- Desoto, Dick. I believe. Mas- we don't, we don't like him. Is, is how he answers that. Then Allison Pill shows up yes. again, stealing the fucking show. When she looks at her little brother and goes, "What's your malfunction, Toad?" And I was like, "Where is a movie starring her?" <laughs> and he says some nonsense that I think he copied from he TV. got from the TV. He got from the TV. Oh, from the TV where yes. it's like, I'm not even gonna attempt it. It's nonsense. He says, "No, no, no." Oh, he says, "Oh, I was gonna try kick, it." Kick it in the max. 
at something something lady blah blah, blah. and yep, she fell and she lost it it's but the, the it starts peak kicker to the max and he then the next day when he goes to school but she finds it funny yeah that. yeah she, she laughs at him like genuinely like she thinks he was a funny joke but then the next day when he goes to school he says it again to chucky and i will say when he says it to when he says it here and when he says chucky i was like that peak kicker to the max kind of sounds like a slur. And honestly, Chucky thinks so, too. When he says to Chucky, he's like, Well, what? That's, what, that's what I was saying. I don't think he got it from TLR. I feel like this was a scene that was cut. Is he watched TRL, a, baby. T- excuse me. TRL, this show I only know of because of Emma. I don't think he got it from that. I think there was a scene of him watching something else, and then later it's referenced that he watched a black and white movie. But we I don't think, see that. No, no. I that, think, that's on the cutting room that's floor, That's on the cutting room baby. floor. I think there were, like, I think it's like an, meant to be like an old timey, like, it's the cat's pajamas, like, like kind hey, of thing. Get out of the max. Yeah, exactly. Like, well, maybe not to the max, because that, well, maybe, yeah, because they wouldn't say that in black and white. Maybe it was TRL. I don't know. Whatever. But so, yeah, uh, Tui goes to school and meets up with Chucky. And this is where I really started to like Chucky, because Chucky is the one, like, sensible character in the movie who's just constantly like, what is going on? Because this is not right. I do not like this. This makes no sense. He's like the voice of reason. It's like, um, oh, what movie was that that we watched where we were like it was like stepsister from planet weird where everything was making no sense around her and she was like no this isn't how the world works yeah but it also to my my in my eyes i was like it wasn't that crazy like yes he was acting a little weird first of all it's not that crazy like he finishes his science test quickly he talks to the girl like it's not like he's a fucking alien like i mean like he doesn't act like there's like a weird scene with a water fountain but i i think that's why chucky feels like he is personally in the twilight zone because no one else really is noticing anything i'll give you that no what you're right what it really more is is that he's someone in the movie who's actually asking questions which is very rare only friend so he's the only person that probably knows his normal behavior very true but so yeah he goes to school with chucky hijinks ensue like on the set they play like 90s noxzema commercial music (laughs) over it they're like everything is so brand new i just want to be with you and while he's at school they're cutting back to real anthony lawrence who is just playing video games watching tv on his dreamcast delicious looking microwave popcorn i've ever seen (laughs) i was like give me that i was watching it like 11 p.m last night and all then all i wanted was popcorn i think the popcorn thing is maybe when he starts doing this on the reg because like we just see him like he talks to have and is like I don't I don't think he like agrees to go out with her or anything yet that does happen later but he's much nicer to her than uh normal will is yeah he's really he finishes the test in like a second the funniest not funniest this, that was my one criticism I didn't think this movie was funny enough it didn't have enough solid jokes for me They're, but like he, he doesn't know how to drink out of water fountain he just starts like biting at it and it was during all this where I was just kind of like I get because the, the, we see him like taking a test in a class mm-hmm. or something I was like why is he doing this again like is like I know he just doesn't want to go to school but he makes a big deal that like Tui is really smart and I was like do you have a test today or something and I guess he did it was just really the weird stakes aren't set up well enough like yeah. in terms of like what he needs Tui to accomplish for him exactly like if it had been something like it's like for that science, science class fair, would have been perfect um, but then we cut to lunch and it's pizza day. And I said in my I brain, knew the pizza was going to send him into a different dimension. Did you call oh, that? Number one, yes. But I also said no child would ever miss pizza day at the cafeteria. That is, no one would do that. But I also like saw it coming. I was like, oh, he's only eaten this mom's shitty air yes, mom food. Yes. He's going to lose his because, mind when he tastes frozen pizza. Because again, it's a kid wish fulfillment move being like tasting pizza for the first time. It's like I knew and, it. And Chucky's just like. That was kind of like me on Sunday night, Monday night. I had cornbread for the first time in forever. Oh, I've been okay. having, like homemade cornbread in 
so long with like whipped butter on top and I was like this is the most amazing <laughs> like I actually had to like pause my show and talk about it for 20 minutes and that's kind of what happens with Tui. Uh yeah because he takes a bite and Chuck's just like it's just frozen pizza man. Like, oh, but he gets so excited he starts dancing he does to start robot dancing. beeps. He just but no no no. He dances to robot beeps. He dances beeps. to nothing at first. But there's robot beeps. Oh are they waiting on Yes. First, it's nothing, but but just like... Oh, no, you're right. You're right. I do have a note. My my note was, could they not figure out what to play while he was dancing? Yes, so they went with a computer boot-up noise of a computer being like... Nah, nah, but nah, it was also nah, like, nah. it makes it seem like he's a robot. And I was like, he's not a robot. He's a clone. He is. But yeah, you're right. He just starts dancing in the middle of the cafeteria. And, and it's, you're right. It's to not, the AOL logon it's, music. It's not, <laughs> but you're right. It's not silent. But what it is, is it's possibly the most awkward thing I've ever seen. Where, every, where everyone, everyone in the cafeteria is just staring at him and he just kind of he finishes his dance and just kind of standing there and guys of all the things I expected to happen in this scene some kid with a Whips bowl out. with a bowl cut undercut. Whips out the biggest boombox. The, the biggest, most circular boombox I've ever seen. My notes go into all and caps because I was electrified. And I don't know exactly what he says, but he says something along the lines of "Go off, King," and he just starts playing actual music. Um, which I, if I can find it, you'll hear at the and break. And then he gets on the table and launched into the choreo that he learned earlier. Yes. And then after impressing and dazzling everyone with this one. On eight count, he jumps down and begins teaching it to everyone else. Yes, every- and starts what can only be a low grade fame dance riot. Yeah, but they, it's a riot, is what it is. Is that they call it later? And I said in my notes, I could watch this for three straight hours. Yeah, but it, it, yes, it's amazing. But like, it truly for me, I felt like I was Chucky, like I was losing my mind for a second. I was like, this is happening now. And then three seconds also, later, I love it. All like, of these kids are so painfully white. Not a single one of them is on the right count. Not a single one. <laughs> I was like five, six, seven, and eight. Like, like fucking doing. They're all on a different beat. Oh yeah, they do not learn it well. Like it's not. They, they did not. I don't think they got a choreographer. for Not this even one. Anthony Lawrence is doing it that. No, much. no, no. But it's fun, and I'm here for. And like, you know what it could have been that I'm glad we were spared from. This this was prime for a food fight territory. I would so much rather have a dance account yes. than a fucking food fight. But but also like again, it's like the wish fulfillment of being like a kid who just starts a massive dance party in your lunchroom. Yo, it'd be crazy. But then it goes for like a little bit longer as like the audience is like bopping their heads and stuff like that. And then he does like a spin on his knees, goes right to the camera and says, come on guys, join in. And I was like, are we doing direct to camera? And the camera turns and he's talking to the teachers who were just standing there being like, oh, no. And he's sitting outside the principal's office. Yes. He got in trouble for starting a dance riot. He did do that. Yes. And who, sh- who rolls also up? Also on the table in the dance riot is when, um, ADR girl asks him to the social. Oh, yes, that's now, yeah. And he says yes, and as long as she brings pizza. Yeah, she says, will there be pizza there? She goes, I will bring some, and he's like, you that's, got me. That's how you do it, ladies. That is, the way to a man's heart is through his Bribery. stomach. Bribery. Okay, I was not sure. But who shows up at the principal office with this Will? This bully who's Scotty 12 DeSoto, years older than Scotty DeSoto gets dropped at the principal's office. Who starts talking in, but only can be described as a full New York accent. <laughs> He's like, is the old man gonna go medieval on you? I'm like, am I watching Newsies? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Because, yeah, he got in trouble, and Will's trying to, like, ignore him. Or, excuse me, Tui's trying to, like, ignore him at first. But then he just kind of is like, hey, man, you know, 
I'm so, I'm sorry that I got you in trouble. I got you suspended that long time ago. I should have come to you, but like in my defense, you did try to steal my lunch money. But I should have talked to you instead of getting a teacher. Shouldn't have been a fucking coward. I he calls Will a should, coward. Should, yeah, shouldn't have been a uh uh what's can't they a snitch? I shouldn't have been a snitch. <laughs> yeah. I, I should have known stitches get stitches at the school, and I, I, I deeply apologize. And the bully says, the old man gonna go medieval on you. Yeah, he, well, he's confused at first. He's like, why are you being nice to me? We dislike each other, but okay, thank you. And then he's like, yeah, man, so you started that riot. Cool, cool, but I'm sure your old man's gonna, gonna go medieval on you. Yeah. And he doesn't understand. He's like, what are you, my old man? And he goes, your dad. And he's like, I don't have a dad. He goes, I'm a clone. No, no. And then he goes, I don't have a dad no, either no, because Emma, I'm from the wrong side of the tracks. No, Emma, you cannot go over how, what a turn this takes tonally. The bully was fatherless. Classic. Because he just goes, I've never known what it's like to have a father. And the instead, clone. The, the clone, clone. The clone. And then the bully, instead of being like, what a weird freaking thing to say, goes, I've never had a father either. My father left me and my mother when I was six months old. I've never known what it's like to have a father either. We are kindred spirits now, you I and I. I actually would love to read a th- senior thesis, like academic paper, about the fucking damage Disney as a company has done to the figure of the single mother because every bully in the history of the universe of Disney is a fatherless kid raised by a single mother. Yeah, it is problematic and atrocious and one day Bob Iger will atone for his crimes. (laughs) But also the thing about... This was Eisner actually. It was. This was the Eisner years. But the thing that really sent me about this bully over his New York accent, over his strange turn to being a uh, fatherless... Street rant! Thank you. Um, was his truly intense unibrow they were going yeah, for on those, him. Yeah, those brows wanted to come together. They, yeah, they were, there was a little gap there, but not enough of one to not be called a unibrow. Also, kind oh, of also, also, on top of the New York voice, he's definitely deepening his voice, yeah, by the way. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely... Well, that's why I felt like he was doing a put-on voice, where I yeah. thought it sounded like an accent almost. Back to the girl that asked him to the dance... The social is such a weird old time. The junior term. social. Well, Evans was written by people from the sixties and seventies. It reminds me of the fucking outsiders, like the pops and the socials. I thought you were gonna say like go down to the ice cream social. Yeah, what the, the soda ice cream shop? So at the social, like the junior social. I was like, or the dance. Like, why the fuck is it called a social? And there's no way they're juniors, so I don't know why it's. Called. Is it called junior because they're young? Like I don't it's know. not like it's because um, junior high maybe. Maybe that would make sense. I would buy that, actually. Um, but that's not anything anyone calls it. They would just call it the dance. But so Tui comes home and is like, man, school rules. I had a great time. And Will's like, dude, I had a great time. You can keep going to school forever. And Tui's like, sick. Happy about also, that. Also, it's when they run into Allison Pill in her craziest outfit yet. Yeah, she, Allison Pill's also coming home. And she runs into one of them. I don't remember which one. Yes. But she's yes, like, this outfit. But she's like, man, that dance at lunch was crazy. A dude asked me out because of it. And I was like, Wait, get me laid, little yeah, brother. Yeah, pretty much. That's pretty much. Also, whoever is designing Allison Pill's outfits is doing it for the girls and the gays, and that's it. Like, this woman comes in wearing a crushed red velvet bowler hat? What? She looks like one of the ghosts from the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, what are you, What dance thing? What are you talking about? And he's just like, I don't know, I was just being me. I was just doing Tui. I was doing it to it. And then the parents come home, and he's like, okay, my parents are home now, so you gotta stay up here. I'll take over from here. It's all good. I think we're I think we're nailing this. I, and I said this in my mind and in my notes, which was okay. Wait, so the parents both work full time jobs yeah. during the day, and the mom still has the time to cook these amazing well, that's healthy. Why I, said, I know I'm with you. you. Fucking cook I'm with you. She's I'm, working. I'm, I'm with you. I was really impressed. I was like, I can't believe the mom has the time if to do these things. If she was home all day, I'd say maybe then you know this is warranted. They're both 
clearly working nine to fives because he's home alone all day. Absolutely. And I think we should take a break there before we, because we're about to dive back into Mordecai territory and I'm not ready for it. Mm. Um, so we're going to, we're going to take a minute to practice our dance moves and we'll be right back. So we're back for round two. Get it? Because two. Thank you. Um, Why would you just say round two? Because that doesn't make any sense. It was just a reference. It was a fun reference. But so the one thing we did miss before we went to break was there is a scene, and I only want to bring it up because I don't want to bring it up because it's entirely pointless, but just to remind you that they exist. There's a scene where Victor and Conrad like go up to the house and they have like this machine where it's recording their voices and it will help, it's supposed to help determine who's the clone and it's like, well, according to my machine, he's a agitated orangutan. All right, No, they work. say four foot four agitated <laughs> chimpanzee, <laughs> which it affirms my theory that Anthony Lawrence in this movie is about four or five. <laughs> because there's so- I also would love a prequel on how these two motherfuckers met. I yeah, you because maybe it said makes that no already. sense. I don't care. Say it again. <laughs> you said you were very confused. It's science, Emma. It has strange bedfellows. But they're still around. That's just what I wanted to do. And so this is where I think we get more of a montage shot of, like, uh, Tui going to school and really enjoying it and, like, getting to know the people better and, like, learning how to be more human, as it were. He's crushing it. He's crushing it. He's doing great. Then we And we, and we start to see Andrew Lawrence kind of become soured on his... Existence. Re, on his relaxed existence, where he, like... At first, he was you know, gaming all excitedly, and now he's just like, huh, eh, control stick one side, control stick the other. Very bored. And so Tui comes home one day, and I think he's, like, reading a comic book, and is like, I've read this one, like, seven times. And what got me is it was an actual Marvel comic book, and, like, I wasn't expecting it was some, like, non-branded, like, Thunderman mm-hmm. garbage. I was actually impressed. But Tui comes home, and he's like, oh, guess what? We gotta go see Grandpa Mordecai. You know what? You handle it for me. I don't, I yeah, don't feel he like finally, that. Yeah, now he sends him to go see Grandpa Mordecai. Which, as I already but, said, really dick move. This is where I fully lost, like, the whole any respect. I, listen, I'm a guy who loves to do nothing. Is this where the fucking wet bandits real, tell us that the clone is going to die in three weeks? Probably. There is a scene, or it's before the montage. At some point, or maybe that's when he talks, does the chimpanzee line, but at some point there's a random dump where they're like, if he doesn't drink this serum. No, we don't this, know about the serum yet, but they say it has. They say it only has a three-week lifespan. three-week lifespan or something. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, whoa, 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 what? Because it's like meant to be a copyright protection thing where someone did steal their Again, clone technology. Again, <laughs> Patents, baby. But so he's like, yeah, you go see Grandpa Mordecai, whatever. Um, I think they actually have a mini argument where he's talking about that, like, how much he enjoys school. And he's like, well, I'm thinking maybe I should start going to school. And he's like, I thought this was your dream to sit around and, and then do Andrew nothing. And then like, my dream sucks. Yeah, he literally says, my dream sucks. Um, but they get break up. Also, so the wet bandits of... then say they need to be under disguise more. So oh, they the ice cream. the van. This makes no sense. And has nothing to do with the plot. It goes nowhere. No. It goes, it isn't even 
by the way, funny. No. They just rehab their creepy they run, van. They run a poor ice cream truck. Yes. They run a middling to unsuccessful small business <laughs> they, for a montage. Which, that actually might be my favorite line in the movie is one of them, whichever one is the non-Hawaiian shirt wearing one, after they trade, they get rid of the ice cream truck, says, I came here to find the clone, not run a small, small business. business. <laughs> That's kind of how they explain them falling out of the story, I think, is that they, they leave the story to go run a small business and then they're back and they're like, we got to figure out this clone shit. We got distracted. Right, but I... <laughs> Which I relate to. Much like Barbara Streisand's dog. They're, you need to get distracted. I think also maybe it's at this point where they realize that he's cloned himself. Yes. That's, this yeah. is the one, the one he's, when they're leaving for the... The Grandpa Mordecai, I believe, that is where... They realize that it's not a cat, nor a, a, a rat, nor a dog, <laughs> nor a hog. <laughs> that they're looking... For a human clone, and they start and they start appropriately freaking out because apparently they like weren't sure this would also, work. Number like, one, really fucking easy once they start to stop running that small business to figure out what was cloned. They just look in a window, yeah, and they're like, "Oh, it's, there's two of them. He's cloned." And yes. I was like, "Uh, you guys are done. That couldn't have done that earlier." And so they're all freaked out because they were just trying to retrieve the clone so there wouldn't be like a, a clone out there. Patent. But I bet right that someone could steal their patent. But now they're like, "Oh my gosh, he cloned himself. We didn't even think this was possible." Um, We've got to run all kinds of experiments on this thing. Like, this is a whole new level of our research that There's we also even, haven't even tried. At one point with the Wet Bandits, where Anthony Lawrence and Tubi see him, see the Wet Bandits. And there's a shot that's exclusively for the trailer where they're both using one eye of the binoculars. Yeah, I just like that shot. Yeah. Uh, I think you're going to say there is a sh- there's a literally a moment where they turn to each other and say, he cloned himself. But so they, they're on to him now. But they, but like, again, because they're not trying to actually commit any crimes, they're like, we can't just kidnap him. They do make, like, a really interesting... It's almost weird to hear a Disney villain talk about, like, the actual laws. Yes. Like, they literally go through the minutia of being like, well, we can't kidnap a kid because jail time. Yes. But, like, there's no laws against clone napping. And I was like... So we just have to figure out which one's the clone, and we'll, and we'll take that one, and we'll be fine. They go to see Grandpa Mordecai, and it's the same deal as before, where uh, My he's... My notes here are just... Oh, boy. I don't, I don't know if I want to hear them. going to cure his dementia <laughs> and because it's this weird thing where the grandpa is zoned out again yeah and then the clone walks up to the grandpa and touches his face looks him dead in the eyes and goes does it hurt being old and that snaps the grandpa back into complete normal sentience and he's like not anymore not today not is what today. he says because he like holds his hand on his face and I said to myself, what the hell is happening? Obviously saying, Emma saying cure his dementia to be funny. But, but, but what? Really, really what it was to me, what I said in my notes was, has no one ever tried walking in front of the television or like before? Ta- talking to him, like in, the, in front of him. Like also like, Luke, I know. The guy might just not have great peripheral vision. You're saying that I'm kidding, but also by the end, he is out of the nursing home yeah, and totally they, fine. Yeah, they're taking him to a movie. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, yeah, I get it. I do. It's weird and nonsensical, but also deeply serious and emotional in a film that does not require it. And then they come home from the nursing home, and the parents come up to the room, and they're like, we are so proud of you, son. Yeah, another deep... dementia. Another deeply emotional scene where they're like, we've never seen him react like that, and your grades... They're have, like, well, you've literally changed that man's yeah, life. Right, and our, your grades have been so good. We're so proud of you. We love you so much. You don't have to worry about Camp Spartacus anymore. You're like, you can have your summer. Obviously, that stuff is weird, but the one good emotional part of this moment is he says, would you guys, do you guys don't think I was better than I, because he's talking, they're talking to real Will, because 
two he's hiding in the closet. In the closet. Um, so many closet gags. In this there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he says, you guys don't think I'm, like, better now than I was before. Like, you wouldn't stop loving me if, if I, went I went back. back to the old me. To the old me. And they're like, oh, honey, loving you was never we the problem. We always love you. We always love you. We just, we, we just wanted to see you try a little in life. <laughs> and I thought that was really sweet. And they do a good job. But now Real Will goes to school. Yes. And Tui tries to prep him and be like, listen. Things have changed. Things have changed. There's a I've new been, dog in town. And absolutely running a fucking gamut over there. I run that bitch now. This is, <laughs> it's Tui town you're and about then, to and will's like a fucking asshole like he's like he's like things have changed tell me i've run my life and he goes to school and the kids that called him yo-yo kid before like hey will what's up and the cheerleaders are like all excited he's so cute one of them yells seriously i didn't yeah okay and then at one point the teacher comes up to him and is like oh thank you so much for staying late and helping me reorganize my room that was so nice and then he says to Chucky, he's like, did I really stay late and help Mrs. Whatever reorganize a room? And Chucky has this hilarious line where he's like, yeah, man, that's you. You give. You always try new things. And I was like, Chucky, man, lay off. <laughs> yeah, Chucky just like unintentionally starts coming that's at him. That's you. You give. Yeah, you're such, you're just. Giver. You, you want everybody to have a better life. Like, you're just there for people. And he just goes, I, I am. And he has like an existential crisis about his own identity. He has another interaction with Heather. Emma's right. The female part is very underwritten in this film. Horribly. Yeah, and it's not important. And then also he has a great interaction with the bully. Oh, Scotty just said they're best friends. Best now. friends. They're best friends. Scotty's like, hey man, I got tickets to the baseball game next week. You want to come? You want to come? And he's like, uh, sure. <laughs> and he goes, cool. T- uh, talk with your parents or whatever. I'll see you later. And like Chucky's like, all right, bye, Scotty. Like they three, those three and are all one best point friends. Will now. is like, what happened in my life? I'm like, what happened to your life? Everybody loves you. Yeah. Like, I, like they could have written this a little bit more creatively, where like. Like, he could have made his life better, but it could have been embarrassing for Will. Like, it actually isn't embarrassing. He's just, like, crushing it on all cylinders. Yeah, like, I don't understand why he would be mad. Well, he does say in a second, because well, we'll just go there, because there's really not that much important else at school. He comes home. Tui is there, and he's like, I reorganized your closet, so there's more space. Do you want to see the chart? And that was the one time I did laugh, when he pulls out an actual chart he made. And they just get into it with each other. Where he's like, you totally messed up my entire life. And he's like, what are you talking about? You didn't have a good day at school? And he's like, no, I had a great day at school. That's the problem. Yeah. Like, you messed up my life, but I really liked it. Like, it's like, I like this new life. N- this new life. But the issue is, like, I'm I didn't not, build it. I didn't build it. I'm not you. Like, I'm not, like, I don't approach life the way you do. And this is kind of where Tui breaks down, as Emma said, mm. the lesson of this movie very... Again, it, it's not... I wouldn't say it's heavy-handed or really beats you over the head with it. But, like, it, it's kind of obvious where they're going with this which is just that he's like well just because i don't really care what other people think of me if i want to dance i dance yeah. if i want to you know like if, he I, says that if, if i want to try i try because we're the same but like you're held back by like you know being scared and like inhibitions of what people are going to yes. think of you and like if i just want to dance if i want to dance i dance and if people don't want to be my friend there's a bunch of other people that i can be friends with exactly he's kind of he's basically like i'm he's like i'm not you and he's like no you are you just have to realize that about yourself and release like, your inhibitions yes feel the rain on your, your skin. skin. You just have to try. No one else can feel it for you. Only you can okay. let it in. Okay, thank you, Emma. He freaks out about it. He, he's still, he's really not satisfied. But then they're okay. They have to go to the junior soche. Is that now? Yeah, it's the soche. There's literally nothing else. Oh, is it, oh, I'm saying is it social tonight? Oh, yeah, because that's what Heather talks to him about. She's like, what time do you want to pick? Yeah, she's like, when are we going to meet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the social's tonight. And Will's like, I'm going to the social. 
Then Tui drops on him that he's leaving. He's moving For to New York City. He's moving to New York City at the ripe age As a of 14. year old. And Andrew Lawrence is just like, okay with Go it. Go with God, baby. He's like, yeah, Jesus, take the wheel. Take that midnight train to Georgia. And he's like, okay, you know what? You go to the dance tonight. You can see everybody one, one last, last time. Ride. One last time. But the wet bandits are waiting outside. And they're trying to decide who the clone is. And they go through a nonsense burger amount of logic trying to figure this out. And, by, and I use the term logic incredibly loosely. Do you remember how they decide who the clone is? Isn't it something so stupid? No, I just assumed they were like, well, the the, the real one wouldn't miss this dance. So No, it was... Oh, fuck. I wish I remembered exactly what they say. It's something even stupider about, like, the high-five with Chuck. Like, he has, like, they see him, like, do the high-five with Chuck or something, and they're like, that's him. That's the real one. No, because they were already getting ready to grab him before he ran into Chucky. But anyway, Chucky and the clone go to the dance. And the gym looks gorgeous, I will say. Yeah, well, hang on. This is this is where the, the serum is introduced. Because while the Wet Bandits are stalking who they believe to be the real Will, I guess, out of the, uh house chuggy shows up they head to the dance and they hide somewhere else and then they come out and have this whole discussion like the clone's gonna die in a couple days unless it drinks this serum. unless it drinks this convenient serum Not in that a I couple have. days it's like tonight oh yeah tonight excuse me the clone's dying like by he's gonna be back turned back into ocean pup eggs by morning and that confused me because i didn't really realize the eggs were part of the equation uh, me either i just assumed it was the hair and the cloning thing also like i don't know if we've seen it yet but it will happen a bit where like he starts to like get gooey or something like he starts to destabilize and his it looks brain no his face is like sparkly yeah but it looks like there's like little circles on his face i was like are those, those the, the eggs, I was eggs. Like, are those the eggs? Oh. every time they said eggs i got really grossed out but so will overhears all this because he sees them following tui and he's hiding in the bushes. And he's hiding in the bushes. So they say that the clone's going to die unless he drinks this. And he, so he just runs up and grabs it out of their hands and takes off into the brush. And uh, they think he's the clone, so they're trying to chase him down. But they lose him. So they're like, we got to go to the dance. That must be where he's heading. I get. I don't know how they really determine that, actually. Like I said, these guys really fall off. They're not offensive, yeah. but they're not They're not as strong as they could be, I feel like. But yeah, Demo's point, I had the same. I said the same thing. They they went all in on decorating the gym. The gym looks gorgeous. They There's did, lights everywhere. The, the set designers actually are decorators. Yeah, they did a good job. And then the girl shows up, his date, and she delivered, and she brought the pizza. She brought the pizza. I thought it was... Which I liked, but he only took one bite, and I was like, yeah, as oh, much as I Yeah, as much as I don't care for her because she's not a character and she just has a weird voice, um, I did really like the moment. It's like, oh, she actually did bring the pizza. That's cute. Ladies, deliver on your promises. And But there's one thing we forgot to mention about this dance, everybody, is that nobody's dancing. Oh, my God. You because... don't want to be the first loser on the D yeah, floor. Yeah, you don't want to be the first lo- fool. I think he says fool. The first fool. Chuck, he says fool. Maybe. I could be wrong. I don't know if he says loser. He's not but... Mr. T. <laughs> so yeah, he takes a bite of sli- bite of one of the slices of pizza, closes the box, hands it to Chucky, and he's like... And he's going to bust out that same eight count, baby. He grabs Heather's hand and goes straight out onto the floor. And this actually, actually this might be my favorite moment in the whole movie. He starts dancing. Everybody's kind of like, yeah, this. Get, get it. Love this. And then... Scotty DeSoda, hero, hero king. Will is, needs backup. He, he starts walking out, and there's a good, the girl he's there with says, where are you Who going? He's dressed amazingly. <laughs> like, the, his date is hot, and also is wearing, like, ladies, like, daily sleeper knockoff. Like, she got, like, a fuzzy headband and a fuzzy dress. And she's like, what are you doing? And he grabs her hand and goes, come on. <laughs> Browning needs backup. Back and they head out onto that goddamn dance floor. Also, I will say the only good dancer in this movie is the bully's date. That girl is a really good dancer. And I was like, well, my eyes are drawn to this random I, unnamed I, Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really surprised how hard you're going for this random unnamed extra. She was the only good dancer. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, Scotty heads out there. Chucky joins him a little bit later after handing the pizza to yet another extra. Did you notice that some of these extras were seven years old? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Lucas, I'm sure. Lucas, it was like, okay, I'm going to describe this to you all. Okay, this dance, they were looking for warm bodies. And they didn't have <laughs> yes, enough to make absolutely. this gym look full. And so what this is, especially when you're watching, like, less so the dance sequence, because they did need everybody to kind of be, like, doing the same thing, moving around. But once it's just kind of mass chaos, and the wet bandits are working through the crowd. Picture the gym as, as like a cell nucle- nucleus. Oh boy. And the center of the nucleus, like the gym, like the nucleus is is 14 year olds. Like we have people who are named characters, people who look to be in junior high. As you get into the wider parts you know, of the cell. No, yeah, continue the cell analogy, please. Where's the mitochondria? Yeah, yeah, as you get to the what is the powerhouse no, of the, the cell? The, the, the what bandits are mitochondria. They're moving around. They're doing a lot of work. But like once you start expanding <laughs> to the outer rim, as you will, of this fucking planet, the kids get younger and younger and younger to the point where on the outskirts of the gym, I literally spotted a seven-year-old <laughs> in a tie who looks up at one of the bandits and is like, hey, let's start working. You find a glass of milk in this town. I was like, what the fuck is going on? It is the junior prom, Emma. It's, no, it, these kids it's are like dressed a, for their first it's communion. The, it's They're the, seven. It's the Disney junior prom. And then, like, one main character walked by a seven-year-old, and that was like, that's a four-foot height difference. It probably was, like, hey, everybody who's working on this movie, just bring your kids in. Oh, like, I was like, a, bring, if you have a sister, any, <laughs> if you have a niece, like, anybody, age doesn't matter. We'll put we'll put a clip-on tie on Oh, them. Lord. <laughs> but yeah, there's another dance sequence. It's not as good as the lunchroom one, but it's fine. They do ask him. They're like, "Man, we need some more moves." I'm like, "He needs a new, a new eight count." He's this yeah, but he, he's like, he's like, I, I gotta go real quick. I'll be right back. And this is where my note was: Does the clone know he's dying? Yeah, I said the same thing because he goes to the bathroom and looks in the mirror and sees himself degenerating a little bit and goes, and "He's like, Goodbye. it's time." He's like, "It's time to go." And I was like, "Oh, so you but know he you're needs dying to New York?" He does because he goes to get on a bus to New York. I was like, "Baby goes and boards a Greyhound." I, I thought he was lying about New York. I thought he just didn't want to tell Me Will that too. he was dying. I thought he was like an old animal when they go off in the woods and die alone. Okay, no, I didn't mean that. I'm saying he just didn't want to tell Will I'm dying. He was just like... Yeah, I'm... like when they go off in the woods and die alone. They don't tell him. Uh, the... <laughs> what? What is your logic on that? I thought you were saying he's going to go to New York your family, and... Your family dog is never going to... <laughs> and said, hey, I got to go to New York. And they... the dog has instead... <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're like missing every other word in the sentence. So you're telling me your family dog has never come up to you and said, hey, I got to go to New York City. And then instead of going to... I want to point out, Emma's not laughing at how funny this is because it's not just laughing at how she's realizing how badly she messed up. And then instead of going to New York City, the dog goes to the woods. You know, I, I also don't want to lose out on the terrible cell analogy she was going for. I would have gone for maybe a solar system that could have worked. I realized halfway through I should have gone for, for like the rings of Saturn. Yeah. But anyway... I'm saying, like, I understand that the dog wouldn't physically pretend to go to New York City. I get that. Or I'm saying, I thought he was doing a go off in the woods and die. Like, he was going to go run away and so that Will wouldn't be sad that he's dying. Right? Yeah, I was thinking either that or he was just saying, I'm going to New York. So when he disappeared, that's what Will would just assume. Um, But, yeah, but he doesn't know he's Yeah, because he, he goes to the bathroom. This is all for naught. He goes to the bathroom and looks in the mirror and, se- and sees himself, whatever. Goodbye. Will shows up with uh, Victor and Conrad, which trying the to wet find... bandits. Sure. I want to also name them, because they're not as good as the wet bandits. They're the moist bandits. Okay. That's not bad. I, 
thought you were going to say the Sticky Bandits, because that's what they are in the second one, I think. No, they're the Moist Bandits. Fair enough. They're the Damp Bandits. The Damp Bandits matter. <laughs> that's perfect. That's perfect. The, da- the Damp Bandits. Those Damp Bandits. <laughs> um, But Will in his sweat, so he's in a different outfit, because keep in mind, Tui is dressed like it's a full-on fucking prom. Yeah. He's like, they that's they notice, they're like, wait, you're, again, your clothes are different. Chucky does. Chucky does. But what's weird is, he didn't, like, you're in a hoodie, just flip your hoodie up so people can't see your forehead and hair, and they might not think you're a clone. And he fully gives up the ghost to Chucky. Immediately. He's like, hey, by the way, I have my, a clone. I, my clone is here. I've got to give him this science juice, otherwise he's going to die. Uh, so can you help me find Get him? Get on board with this. Get on board. No, 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 I also said, he un- unloads quite a bit of this work to Chucky. He's like, you go find the clone. He does, He's yeah. about to die. Bring him to my garage. Yes. We'll solve this. And then he goes and dances. <laughs> You're very right. I didn't think about that. He's like, oh, thank God, Chucky. I know this whole movie is about me learning to try, but I need you to do all, all of the work. work. But yeah, because they start pulling, people start pulling away once they realize Will's there asking him to teach him a new dance move. And Emma, what dance move does I, well, he teach them? I refuse them? to discuss this. No, you gotta say it. The fucking yo-yo. He teaches them how to do the yo-yo, where they're like, I actually don't know how to describe it. Where, but they, it's like a mime. You know how you do like the lawnmower dance. It's like that, but for yo-yo. He's doing moves, yo-yo moves. But also, we never even saw him do a tornado twister. No, he didn't seem peel. very good at the yo-yo. If I'm being honest, it no. looked like, it looks like a 2000s ver- version of a fidget cube kind of a thing. Like he just did it to keep his hands occupied. I just think that they needed to give this kid a personality trait, and they spun a this, <laughs> literal and someone, bingo cage. Some, no, I was gonna say someone outside just happened to have, be playing with yo-yo, and they're like, "There, that is that his one. life." It also does feel, again, like, I really don't want to shit on the writer of this movie anymore, but it does feel very 1950s to have someone be really into fucking yo-yoing. I thought the yo-yo was more of, like, an 80s, 90s thing. It, I feel like, mm, it also had a moment in the or 50s, am I thinking like... Of, am I thinking of the yo-yo ball, which was a very 90s thing? That was, that's the revamp. That's the that, that was the hot 90s revamp, was the yo-yo ball. Yeah, right? The yo-yo ball I did play is, with the yo-yo ball the for yo-yo a long time. The yo-yo ball is literally a, a signal of the collapse of modern society. We should have known when it was all going downhill. <laughs> We can't put the yo-yo ball because that was like imagine imagine if you could have yo-yo but with none of the skill <laughs> skill or, or practice it was basically just like one of those things people keep key cards on where they just lift it up to swipe their card and then like it zips yo-yo back down. is legitimately hard an old school yo-yo re- requires skill. we all we all had that day where someone just came to our school and started doing yo-yo tricks and as an and called it an assembly <laughs> A deeply sad man <laughs> deeply did the yeah, extreme yo-yoing. Um, it is called... Okay, um... Oh, Amazon the yo-yo Wikipedia <laughs> page now. It is an ancient toy with proof of existence since 500 BCE. Dang. Before Christ, the yo-yo was here. <laughs> that means it's an instrument of the devil, I think. It was called the Bandalore in the 17th century. But I want to know when it was popular in okay, the I'm U.S. Not... Dude, there is like ancient paintings of people yo-yoing. I have... You learn something new every like day point, on this podcast. I would like to point out, Emma said ancient painting and showed me a picture of a woman from the 1700s. This is a Grecian woman from 440 BC. That's a Hercules vase. <laughs> That's a boy. Sure. <laughs> it says boy. <laughs> Don't gender him. It said, I'm just reading the same Wikipedia article you're reading. I'm not doing this with you anymore. They don't find the clone because he's gone to the bus station to get on a bus bound for New York. 1960s resurgence. Okay. Was, I was, I was, you were, okay. I was, I was right. No, you said 80s and 90s. I said oh, oh, 60s, 70s. Oh, wait. Yeah, but so, so I was so right. I was thinking of the yo-yo balls. What I yes, yes, you're thinking of the remix version. Uh, the gotcha, OG yeah. yo-yo was something like the sixties. Gotcha, gotcha. But they don't find a clone. Uh, he's gone to the bus station.
station. To go to New York. To go to New York. But they grab, Victor and Conrad grab Will. They throw a sack over his head and throw him in the back of his van, of their van. Of all, I loved when he- Of all places to do that outside they, of a school, not a good look. Before they grab him, I know, I literally had that same note. <laughs> I was like, okay, first of all, two things, two notes. The, I love when the girl comes up to him, the, the Heather girl that he hated the whole time. <laughs> and it was like- Oh, right. The kiss. They kiss. They kiss. And she's like, and he's like, Did, are you sure you would still like me? Like, if it, even if I was like I was before, like, I think he's insecure that she likes the clone, even mm-hmm. though he's always hated her. And she's like, no, I always knew you'd come around. And that's right, sweetie, men are an investment. <laughs> and then they kiss. And then... Which really says something about this movie that we had a lip kiss and I fully didn't care. And, and nobody either, because again, she's not a character. Mm-hmm. Um, Then they literally throw a sack over a child outside of school dance. And yes. I said, um, remember that whole thing about not getting yeah, arrested? Yeah, this is the worst way to do so it, really. Thinking, they were so cognizant about not getting arrested for kidnapping until this moment. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, you're gonna get, you're gonna go to jail. Yeah. And they take him to, like, an abandoned auto garage. And then also here, though, I do say, like, okay, there's this mad chase to get to the clone and get him, but, like, inherently the Ocean Pop Bandits and the, the, the damp bandits. The damp bandits and Will want the same thing. They all want Tui to drink this serum. The Ocean Pop bandits don't want Tui dead. I did say that is I feel like a lot of this could be solved with a conversation. But they do, they they don't say it. I guess I, you're supposed to be scared because they're going to run experiments. Yeah, and they're, they're just going to like take him back to the Ocean Pop's headquarters. But and, they're not, it's not a running clock sitch where they're trying to let him die. Yeah, they want to make they, that clear. They want to give him the serum too. Funnily enough, it's quite similar to the ending of Tangled, um, which I brought up before on this podcast. She could have just healed Finn first first and then yeah, and then yeah. he cut her hair off you could have just given him the serum first and then escaped like you didn't have to escape with the serum like they want to him to drink yeah, the serum exactly uh, but they take him to an abandoned auto garage. This is where we go full damp bandits. Yeah, this is there where, is this is where, this, this is where it goes home alone. This yeah. is where it goes home alone. This, I'm telling you, this director watched Home Alone and was like, we, someone get a wrench? <laughs> like, someone get me a forklift but and a puddle of goo. Because they, uh, they're like, haha, we got you, clone. We're going to draw your blood and do experiments on you to find out about human hyperclones. And he goes, you freaking idiots. I'm the real Will Browning. <laughs> and they say, hmm, well, we can't really run the risk of him not being the clone. So we have to go out and get the other clone. They're like, all right, you stay here. We're going to figure this out. And Tui shows up and sets him free because of their psychic link. He got scared. and They do say at some point, they're like, if we give him the serum, like he could just straight up die. We don't know. Right? No, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. So like. The serum's not a sure thing. No, 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 no. Like to the real person. Like they're oh, like they oh. don't want to just shove the serum down the road. Oh, oh. They're like they're like we have not tested that on he- real. He- like if, if basically he's saying like if we give the serum to the real Will Browning, the we don't know what's gonna. If happen. we give si- the science juice to him, it yeah, down. yeah, that's what that was part of their reason for not just giving it. To I him. just assumed it was like well we already kidnapped a we may have kidnapped a real person we might as well try and kidnap the clone too. But yeah, Tui shows up while they were gone because they were going out to get the other clone. And Tui's like I knew you were scared so I came and got you. And I think this is where he's like no Tui you don't understand they have a serum that we need. Otherwise, you're going to die. You're never going to see New York. It's going to be. You're never going to see New York. It's going to be a whole problem. And they come back in because apparently the van ran out of gas. They see that he got out, and they're like, "Hey, there's no other way out than the door." So he's still in here. So we just got to find him. And again, this also goes on for kind of way too long. It's just them kind of stalking around the shop, being like, "We know you're here." And eventually, they see Tui in his tuxedo 
and are like, oh, good, the clone is here too. Perfect, we're going to draw some blood. And yeah, they pull full-on Home Alone pranks on him where they I tabletop him. I at one point, they tabletop and put him on like a what do you, dolly. Yeah, to the things you truck. roll under cars yeah, with. Yeah, you do that you would lay on a, to roll under a car. And I literally said, you made it, so, there's like 10 minutes left in this movie and we almost didn't see someone fall into a puddle of goo. And then <laughs> we, we could not get, we could The gods get delivered. It. And then they push one wet bandit into a puddle of goo. Damp bandit. The other damp bandit grabs a wrench and I was like, oh, we're going no, full no, no. damp bandit. He picks up a crowbar and, crowbar. He like, and he like hits it and he's like, okay, here we go. But then he drops it and picks up like a radio yeah. and just starts fiddling with it to try and like fix it or something. And while he's fiddling with it, he steps onto a forklift and they raise the forklift and, and then, then he hits his head. And then, yeah, he puts the thing in his coat like he was going to take That's it. That's why they're damn bandits. I'm like, go full wet bandit. Go ass over elbow. Yeah, like, try and murder some... these children. Yeah, knock them go. out. They don't want to kill them. They just knock them out, at least, or something, you know? Um, yeah, he not he hits his head. I think that's it, pretty much. Like like we're we're glossing over it because it takes Chucky forever. Chucky and the bullies show up. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, Chucky and the bullies show up and just shove one of them into, into the trunk of an the abandoned trunk of car. taxi. The Hawaiian shirt one who was in the goo, he gets a shelf collapsed on him. And they're like, we went and got help. And then the cops show up. Yeah, the cops do also show up. And I and they're they're getting like dragged away by the cops, and I was like. When the fuck do these damn bandits tell these cops? Like, I am so confused. What do you mean, tell the tell the cops what? What is their argument for putting a sack over a child outside of a dance? Oh, what do they tell them? I thought you said, when do they tell them? I was like, like what do oh, they yeah, tell Oh, yeah, no, they have no defense. Um, literally. I'm just well, Also because they they literally just start yelling, he's a clone, he's ours, we, we used our technology to make him. Also, the, the I did love this, because it doesn't happen enough in DCOM movies. Like, they never, like, they never explain, like, the aftermath, and fucking Will's family and sister this. show up. His sister, Elsa and pill in a heavy hair crimp and he looks at me and so the cops are walking the because this this is how our family would play it yeah. two of the kids and as the cops are they see Tui they see they Tui. see Tui Tui's standing there and as the cops are taking the one the damp bandits to the car shouting he's our clone shouting he's our clone Will looks at him and he goes I'll find shit later cover for me you gotta cover, you gotta my, cover ass. my ass he's like 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 we need to together lie to the police like a good family and the cops show up and Allison pills like that's our fucking cousin that's, from Belgium. That's our cousin and, Gil. And that's from Ben Putman. From his Gil identical Pum. cousins. And the parents are like, yes. Yeah, that was my thing. Nothing is more realistic than lying to the cops. Nothing is more realistic than making up the fact that identical cousins are, are a, a thing. thing. Why you wouldn't just say that's his twin brother or who's been studying in Belgium. Or a white family lying to the cops to keep their dipshit son out of jail. <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the cop is fully like, I'm going to need to take your statements. And the dad's like, no, you're not doing that. We'll sort Again, that out tomorrow. Again, a family. <laughs> and the cop is just like, okay. He's like, my hands are tied. Go on home. Yeah, go on home. You're fine. And then they go home. And he's like, this is my clone. He was my science. We see all this aftermath. He goes, this is my science project. Can he stay? And they're like, what do you want, clone? And the clone goes, a family. And they go. He doesn't say it like that. <laughs> he's, not, he's not like, ooh, ooh, I want a family. <laughs> they go, a family. And they're like, okay, you can be part of our Yeah, family. you're our son now. But you gotta keep those fucking grades up. Yeah, yeah, that is... Well, I think that was a joke. And uh, then we pan out, and Mordecai is here. Hey, yeah. Broken loose from the nursing home. Yeah, I don't think he... I don't think he's allowed to leave the nursing home, if I'm being quite honest. Because he says, if anyone asks any questions, they'll That's have to do with me. That's what I'm saying. When you tell me that Mordecai is not a racist, and he's Whoa. like... He, all of a sudden, everyone's like, yeah, like, keep your grades up. Family. He gets nice. He goes, and if anybody says you're not our real son... I'll have to fucking deal with me. <laughs> I just, I just imagine he just pulled a revolver out and spun the barrel. He's like, they're gonna have to deal with me. He was having a 
World War II flashback. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I wrote in my notes. Mordecai from downtown. Um, and then <laughs> a lot. they get pizza. They did the yes because they wanted that. They wanted pizza. So the climax is pretty weird, but I I did really enjoy my time with this movie. Is it perfect? No. It's got a lot of weird moments that we've touched on. Grandpa Mordecai being pretty much the biggest one of all of them. Just everything going on with his whole deal is a lot to take in. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's a movie that knows, like, doesn't take itself too seriously except for those moments and is very campy and fun and is... It it really brought me back to, like, being the kind of kid who would love this movie in the year 2000, personally. I liked it. It was fine. And then it got to the dance sequence and then I really liked it. And then it got to the other dance sequence and it had me one over. (laughs) Um, I'm glad to hear that. I wasn't sure how you were going to feel about this one. I liked it more than I thought I would. When we got to the Belgian scene, I was like, I'm in for a you do? Would you say you liked it twice as much as you thought you would? No. I liked it 30% more than I thought I would. Okay, well, what what is it? What do you think you would rate it then? I think I'll rate it a seven. I was going to give it a seven point five. I think it has some flaws that you can't overlook. But I would have loved a more fleshed out female character. Yeah, yeah. That's my greatest qualm because I understand that like not everything has to be a romance, but then like don't make it a romance. Like don't put her in the movie then. Yeah. I I I would rather just have it be a bro comedy with a clone than have a fucking half assed female. That's a great point because also it didn't have anything to do with anything. That's what I'm saying. Because like it it wasn't like he liked Heather and was just too nervous to try and yeah, hit or on or anything. After. It's like, she was into him the entire time and just needed him to, like, step up and actually be like, yes, I want to pursue a relationship with you, I guess. It, but, like, I, it just felt a little weird. I would have ditched, ditched Heather entirely and given Allison Pill way more screen time. Agree. Easily, easily. But do you want to know what we're watching next month? What are we? We don't know! If you'll remember, audience, we've already covered the entire Halloween Town series, but since we're done with them, we have now been letting someone other than the two of us pick which movie we're going to watch. And while normally I wouldn't want to repeat myself two years in a row, some of you may have noticed it's been almost a year exactly since we've had our dear friend Dylan on the show. So he's going to be coming back in October, and he's going to pick the movie yet again. Except that this time he didn't actually tell me which movie he wanted to do in time for this episode to go up. So keep your eyes peeled to twitter.com slash gcomedypodcast, and like a day or two after this episode, goes up i will post what movie dylan has decided to subject us to don't worry though i'm sure it is something suitably spooky to give off those sweet sweet halloween vibes that i know emma counts on so so much um i love halloween (laughs) are you excited emma do you have your halloween costume picked out yet I'm not yet. Okay. That'll be a grand reveal. I'm going to go as Allison Pill from the <laughs> Well, you just want to be her in your general yeah. life, so it's not a good costume. Uh, but speaking of Twitter, where can people find you on the internet, Emma? I am at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok if you want to read all my John Mulaney hot takes. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Wildfire underscore King. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. But as I mentioned, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast. Give us a like. You, should, you can also check us out on audioentropy.com. There's a bunch of great shows there. You'll find one you like. I guarantee it. Oh, speaking of things you like, if you really like this show, we'd really appreciate it if you give us a little rate and review on the old iTunes or Google Play or whatever lets you rate us. It's so nice to see people say nice things about us, and it really helps out, so thank you so very much. All right, we will see you next month. For, what do they call it? Monstober, I think? is the Disney- That's fucking lazy. It's so- <laughs> I, think it's, it's, I think they call it it's the Disney Channel Monstober event. Oh, we'll be back next month for our Monstober event. Bye-bye. Bye. Decoms forever. Is that what old looks like? That's what very old looks like. All right, let's just go watch television with Mordecai again. I hate 
Hi, Mordecai. Hi, Grandpa. Come on, doofus, say hi. Does it hurt? Being old? Not today. 